0: Bev's Video Kingdom is intended for a mature audience. Listener discretion is advised.
1: Start
2: this thing. all right welcome back to Bev's video kingdom so uh, let me start out with uh, I think they call this a trigger warning so we're doing the movie spotlight this week it's a Academy Award winner it's a really really well done movie it's one that personally I've watched a number of times um, so I would say I would give my unadulterated recommendation for this movie. The exception is that if you're somebody that is inc- particularly sensitive for whatever reason uh, to the content that has to do with, you know, child sexual abuse, pedophilia, especially that related to to like, you know, church figures, you would probably don't want to watch it. Um, or at least you want to be warned that that's the topic of the movie and that thus will be the topic of the pod. So with that warning, welcome to Bev's Video Kingdom. This is Spotlight. So. Just to start off with a little bit of brevity,
0: we decided to ask a buddy of ours to to come to come on the pod, and Nate was like, "Why don't you pick out a movie that you, that you really love?" And so he sends a list of movies to Nate. And the first movie on the list, hot shot. number one, was Hot Shot. And so we're like Hot Shot, like the the Charlie Sheen movies, right? Like the really yes, silly Charlie Sheen movies. We just Charlie did Sheen Top movies.
3: Gun. I don't know if we can do Hot Shot. So we're
0: like, so we're like, man, I don't even know where we would even watch it. When I even... texted
2: him, I was just like, man, I I I'm, I'll watch it for sure. Whatever you want. I just I don't know that movie. And he's like, dude, you don't know the one? You know, the one with the Catholic priest, you know? And I was like. <laughs> spotlight <laughs> and then i was like fired up you know number 1 was, on his list yes we're going to spotlight
0: i love this movie so much no idea what the it's name called, is <laughs> it's called hot shot right so, so
2: yeah
4: i was so, wondering why it wasn't pluralized like yeah. is hot shots no, it's this is yeah. one
2: this is okay. one this, is this one hot shot that there's out there uh, so um, so spotlight um, so i'm i'm hosting here uh, and this was actually funny enough this was on uh, the on on Nick's list uh, the old our old uh, our old co-host Mm. pour a little out for Nick, oh buddy oh buddy oh <laughs> so uh so i this is a movie that's that's kind of a weird one for me so it wins the academy award for best picture um and it's wait won- wait wait best picture oh yeah 100 oh yeah no this is a best picture winner <laughs> and for- In best, what and year and best screenplay uh, 2015 yeah so so it's like so oh, it, God. It, it kills <laughs> it's relatively successful with the box office not like smash hit but definitely does well
4: it made 98 million dollars on a 20 million budget
2: yeah good. yeah good no no i mean really successful but i'm just saying it wasn't like what we would call blockbuster but it, it kills i mean it makes a lot of money and it does really well after the fact the content of the movie as i just sort of warned is like a strange one for to have that kind of success partly because you think of it as Who's texting you? Bro. It wasn't
0: me. It wasn't me that time. Did you guys hear that ding? It was not me. Brad looked at me immediately and was like, "God damn!" Because you don't <laughs> <laughs> uh,
2: By the way, can we have a little side sidebar? Oh, here? can we talk about this? Let's talk. Let's just break, listeners. Now. Who's okay. in the wrong here? Okay, so, <laughs> so, so, so the other day, Brad, what you send? Oh, there's a there's a crash in the F one race, and if you if you listen to our uh, to our. Uh, rush, rush pod yeah. you'll know that brad is an f1 aficionado so huge fan so the, there's a crash recently in the opening of the race now what it, you well, need to well, know about well, f1
3: it, it, yeah this is the, this race was in silverstone uh it, it was in england so we got up and we were watching it live at 7 a.m so, so brad wakes his on family up
0: at four thirty in the morning on sunday
3: <laughs> well you gotta watch all the pre-race stuff you gotta, watch, <laughs> you gotta watch martin on the grid and everything so yeah so they're watching so there's this race that happens
2: so brad about 7.20, which Zach later claimed was like 6 o'clock. 6.15 a.m. It was 7.20. Sends a text message around with a link to the crash, right? Now, I blissfully had no idea of this because I was like a normal person sitting there without my phone on ring. No, 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 no. no. You're, you're you're
0: burying the lead here. So, I'm fully asleep. I've, I've drank some the night before. I'm fully asleep. I'm sleeping well. I'm sleeping great. Sleeping like a baby, Scott. And you know what? Here comes ding!
4: Because I, repli- ding, I know I ding. replied,
0: and I'm like, <laughs> what the. F-? is going on? I check my phone and it's Brad texting at like seven in the morning. I can't go back to sleep. Okay. I'm
2: super pissed. You cannot leave your phone
0: on. Let's just and then and then stop. no, and then you that's where I get that. gaslit by all of you. Where you're like, "What are you doing with your phone on? Who turns their fucking phone <laughs> off? No one turns person. their phone off. No one turns their phone Everybody. off. Do you turn your phone off, Scott?
2: You do not. It's I know on, you don't. It's
4: on silent.
0: There's yeah. no way Everybody's it's on, on silent.
2: Silence. Silent. Everybody. That's crazy, the you okay. guys. We should do a listener poll. I, I would love to do a poll because I think that you will be like the one of a thousand how many of you guys turn your phone off when
0: you're sleeping
3: at night and how, many off. Of, and how silent. many of you just are silent. normal just people don't quit quit
0: raising your hand it and, doesn't matter
3: and do not disturb is another function you can use too where you can have a couple have people, people can who can through. like break through and actually make noise see I, oh, jesus our guest is out of control right? <laughs> <laughs> he's mad he's like turn the phone off <laughs> Dude, I cannot
0: believe that you guys turn your phones off and you're dead to the world while you're sleeping. I could not do that. I
3: could absolutely cannot do that. That's weird. Okay, You don't want assholes waking you up at (laughs) 7.15 in the morning. I'm 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 so upset.
4: I'm in a band with a bunch of assholes that like to text random shit at random times. So that shit's on silent, buddy.
0: Dude, how is it in your brother's band? (laughs) (laughs)
3: <laughs> <laughs> brad's brother has a band. Hey, scott, hey
2: scott brad's brother has a band too i've, heard heard I've a had about. a few people I, come I up heard. to me and say oh my god so i was rude. dying and
3: laughing at that whole part
2: just brad's because. brother and scott both have bands That's right. yeah it's <laughs> crazy yeah. uh okay so um so so jesus christ <laughs> sorry we're, we're in the outdoor studio and some some guy keeps walking around and banging into our table god, okay so, and buffoon. so we're uh so So spotlight is a weird one in the sense that the content is heavy. So as I said earlier, right? I mean, it it is it chronicles the investigative reporting that uncovers the original major scandal of you know widespread pedophilia and and sexual abuse of children in the Catholic Church that eventually right uncovers it around the world, right? I mean, it's focused on the Boston cases, and it it's it's heavy. I mean, in the sense that you you're it's it's not it's not and I, we can we'll get into this but like it's not sort of uh you know it doesn't in any way glorify or even damp you know like show or depict not at all the, which the i abuse. was surprised
3: by right I, I actually i was talking to scott before we uh before i started watching it and i was just like hey man like i'm about to watch it like is is something like is it r-rated is it is it graphic right. or anything and he's like no 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 he's like no none of that there's a couple of F-bombs, I think, but I mean, obviously the, the themes are, are quite mature it, and, and, and they, they do like, I mean, uh,
2: not to sort of like, you know, step on some of my, my sort of later content, but they say in the movie, right? Like we don't, you know, part of the point, and I would say, are you maybe one of the main theses of the movie is like, you can't whitewash this. Like you got to right. actually talk about the real shit. You can't just even say, even saying molest. Um, or abuse is too general right. and it makes pushes it feel, the one guy she's it makes like, it feel, they makes oh, okay, to okay right yeah, yeah like, Do you want to say what happened like the shit that's like horrible to hear so that people have to hear
3: that and understand that
2: they have to take action
3: in in the gun violence uh conversation i mean that's been actually kind of been getting starting to get brought up is that they kind of like you know they had the in the cigarettes and stuff they had the packs of like showing like the messed up lungs and things yeah. like that it's like people are starting to say like well if we want to be serious about gun violence we kind of just need to show what it looks like and yeah And I mean, it's terrible, and and it's not going to be pretty imagery. But I mean, if you've seen anything, if you've been on the internet, you've probably caught a view of a a gunshot wound here or there, and it's it's not. But if you make,
0: but if you were making a movie about mass shooting or 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 that that sort of issue, I mean, that would be shown, right? I mean, right? But it's but it's it's they almost made a specific point not to show any of it which which is fine with me i I don't need to see any of it but i mean it made me wonder would it would the movie have i mean it's it's a pretty impactful movie would the movie be even more impactful
2: or would it have taken away from the i mean i would argue that like for two reasons it would be less impactful one is like it would be seen in some ways as being like gratuitous and so people would you know see it critically in that way but second i think there's fewer people can handle it right like as heavy as it is i don't you know like i've watched that movie a bunch and it You know, it enrages me every time. It makes me it makes me think like, oh, okay, like I'm I'm against anything that supports anything that the institutional Catholic Church is trying to do. It
4: doesn't it doesn't need it. It doesn't doesn't need it because it's, you know, your mind paints a picture because they're being very descriptive. They're telling about the acts. They're explaining everything. And the actors that are
2: well, yeah, the victims, victims who are survivors right. are doing... Reacting. Do, really, like, give right. you Super that, feel, that yeah. heavy feeling. And the,
4: and the thing is, what's the craziest part about this whole thing is, it is a true story. Like, it's...
2: And it's, it does a pretty good job, I think, of yeah, following it's,
4: that. It, yeah, I looked up an article, and it's pretty, pretty damn close. Other than maybe a few, um, like, uh, uh, Rachel McAdams' character, Sasha, isn't the one that actually got the confession out of that one priest. It was... The um the uh, Armenian guy that kept like kind of butting in the Hulk? listening, no, not not Ruffalo. Oh. The, one, the, one kind of one of the side characters, the guy that's kind of sitting at the table is kind of overhearing things, whatever. Okay, so he, I guess that was the guy who actually got the the confession. But she actually wrote the story. Okay, so little things like that that it makes for a better story, right? Which makes sense. But yeah, yeah. they didn't embellish anything as far as the facts and yeah. how, how everything about the.
0: Thing. So I'll ask the old guys at the table. Uh, <laughs> like for me. The it's almost a cliche at this point, like Catholic priests and little boys, right? It's like it's like a, it's like a thing that's in the zeitgeist of society or whatever. Was that before this story came out? Was that was it not a thing? Because it sounds like a story came out in like two thousand one or two thousand two. Uh, was that was it not like part of the cultural like thinking or was it already and these guys just proved that the Catholic Church or the the clergy or whoever the
2: higher ups knew about it was that the big bombshell? I'm, I'm curious what Brad what Brad and Scott say because I'm actually now like second guessing my initial instinct.
3: I yeah. thought the the O'Grady like thing was I thought that was like mid 90s. It is yeah. Oh, so it is. It's yeah. like things,
2: things broke before this. They just.
3: It was never It was always like, "Oh, that's just a bad apple, one off, right?" right, right. That was their story, um, right? The
2: point. I mean, in the movie, right? They depict the Porter case, which is the one that sort of like is this background case from the early '90s, where they kind of miss it, right? They they miss the story at the time, which is and and it it itself like provokes the revelation that there are like 20 priests, and you know, there's. So I, I think it was in the in the in the sort of cultural like lexicon that you know. Oh, that's, that's kind of a, but, but you know what I think it is, you know, and maybe this is just because, you know, we were all bad people back then. Um, but you know, it was like, it was like, it was a joke, like all the terrible things we joked about in some way, right? Like like all the hurtful things that we think now, like, you know, like I wish I hadn't been made light of that. But I think, you know, it was the Catholic priest and the little boy was like, you know, a punchline, right? In in a way. And I'm sure for a lot of people it was very personal and didn't feel like a punchline. But it certainly was like part of the So
0: it was definitely a thing before these guys broke it, this story. Yeah, it, it was. Yeah. Okay.
2: But but I think the reason that it, you know, even as much as like I think there was less sensitivity then anyway, it was also partly a punchline then and not now because I think it was seen as like a sort of like one-off thing. It wasn't seen as like this Systematic exploitation that was happening institutionally, and I think that was what spot what the Spotlight team does in the early two thousands. But I mean, I, I guess the you know one question I have that I can't yet totally answer for myself is like, why is this movie one that I that I'm drawn to and to watch over and over again, given the content? Because usually I'm not somebody that wants to see heavy shit. That's my question for you. You said I, you'd watched it. I, I've watched times. it a bunch
3: of times. I, I think it's when you see professional people. Doing very professional work to take down some some really atrocious things like you're always rooting for that Like I mean that that comes in in so many forms and in this case It happens to be dealing with a very obviously sensitive and and terrible topic But when you see those professional people just they're just going about their jobs and 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 they're very focused and they're working together And it's it's there's like no bullshit in the movie They don't have to like over dramatize anything because it's just like these people realize what they're trying to do and and they put their whole heart into it and and I th- I think it's easy to root for, so it's like you just kind of get behind him. You're like, fuck yeah, let's get these dudes. And,
2: and, and maybe even not only like I, I think you nailed it, and I think you know what it is over and over again. And it feels oddly personal to me, even though I don't have any direct experience. I'm not Catholic, I never was. I don't actually have you know a lot of like close contact with people that I know of it that are, are survivors of you know ch- you know of sexual abuse as children. But somehow like it feels personal. Like I feel. I feel very grateful, I think. I feel equal parts enraged and grateful. And, and, you know, that's all, you know, like I actually have some real misgivings about reporters and like think that there's a lot of media people that, you know, not only in the modern era of like sort of media gone awry, but like all through time, like I, there are real personalities and and types of reporters that I find really like off-putting. But man, like I watched that and I definitely feel okay, like they saved a bunch of people. Like they really did. And like it feels it feels like that every time I watch it.
4: You know, yeah, and that's something about this that really stood out to me was the fact that this is reporting the way it should be and we're in a time now where it seems like there isn't reporting anymore. It's just get the story, get the headline, throw it on Twitter you know, just get clicks instantly now without finding sources and facts. And
0: that's one of the big storylines of the movie, right, is uh, Michael Crichton. Michael Crichton? Michael Crichton. Yeah. <laughs> when the dinosaurs came out. Michael, he makes what is his name?
2: <laughs> Crichton makes a rare appearance in this, yeah.
0: But Batman's like... Michael Keaton. Michael, Michael Keaton's <laughs> like... He's like, no, like we have to wait. Like we have to make sure. Like we got, right. I, I don't want to, I don't want to get yeah. these guys. I like, want a
4: second source. Like, yeah. You know, like
0: freaking, internal source. Uh, well, Levi well, right, like, no, we have to, it, we have to get that from the top down. Right. And, and
3: this gets into my body bag a little bit, but just the idea that back then it was we can't th- let them go to press, which would be the paper coming out that next morning. You had a little bit more time to work versus. Whoever gets that first like tweet out or that right. first like, but they were dealing with that in some way. Updated
0: because he was so worried about the other paper the Herald, like, yeah. getting right. onto getting onto their story and breaking it first, which is kind of weird. I mean, I guess they wanted to be the ones to break it.
4: Well, they kept saying they wanted to make sure they didn't Get it right. screw it did up, did it the right way, yeah. right? I yeah, got that, you. butcher it.
2: I, I, that might be. I mean, I felt like that was maybe one of the few contrived. Like non nuanced pieces of the of the movie was that you know seemed
3: could have been forced in yeah. some way. But one th- one thing I thought was a little heavy handed was when they they just they're showing the Boston Globe and there was that AOL uh, uh, billboard. It was <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> a- it was like AOL AOL worldwide, and then it was like just right there next to the Boston Globe, and I'm, I have to assume that was intentional. If if there was really an AOL. Uh, billboard there then like good job by them but the, the whole point it was just like here's the future and here's the old press like like just it was that little oh, that's dynamic what you took from it oh yeah it was like <laughs> intentionally put there just to kind of show that like oh the internet's coming and I thought they were just we like got the old guard right here we
0: only have so much budget let's make it look like I, 2000 I didn't
3: make that connection
4: either I just thought they were just dating it like exactly
2: like, hey, uh, no, no. <laughs> I, I definitely that's, thought that's, of internet it, versus old media so I mean so one two more things i want to say I and mean, obviously if you guys have more before we move to the drinking but but one thing is we can't sleep on the acting here, right? We've talked a lot about the story. I mean, it's a true story that's compelling. they stick to it really well. It's a well made movie, obviously wins best picture. It's like an absolute showcase, not just of the stars, right, which are great, mm-hmm. right Michael Crichton's great in it um, as, <laughs> as, a, as a dinosaur wrangler um, um I love Ruffalo. I mean, I think there there's some people uh, on the rewatchables that think it was a bit of an overact. I, I think I, I'm a I'm a Rufalo guy. Like I, he is
3: he I'm, he can do almost no wrong for me. So I and I don't think you. Are. I have to say, as somebody who who listened to the rewatchables podcast, uh, or I, I still do, and um, the the idea that they had said that that's like the overacting, and so I just I'd never seen the movie, and so I was just like, oh yeah, it must be he must just go pretty uh, ape shit. It's not it's perfect. Shit. He, it's just like it's about as proper as it seems like it should be don't, for that situation for pissed. what's going
0: on. So I hate Ruflo. I really don't like him in anything. I kind of liked him in this movie. I don't think he overacts. He doesn't overdo the accent at all. They even make a comment about him
2: not overdoing he, the accent. He holds his mouth in this weird way and his head cocked weird way, but it works. Now, have like, you seen the, can... the
3: Michael Resendez, the actual Michael Resendez, like video? No. Like if you watch video of him, like yeah. he he has that same kind of like he really was trying to do it as like m- like mimicking him. Yeah, they
4: all got together with the different with the real people, all got together with the actors, Yeah, and they there, worked with him.
3: Very much mimicking. He's an excitable
0: dude with ADHD that's like it gets excited about shit. You can tell. Like he's he's into it. He's also he's also really motivated. Like he he said he was married, but they never actually show his wife, do they? Do they ever no. show his wife? Nope.
2: No. You're talking about the the
0: character, the ca- I mean just I'm saying Rufalo portraying the character. Like yeah. he's he's he, I thought it was pretty realistic in yeah. The guy that's like super going ho and talking back to his boss and freaking you know Jurassic yeah. Park dude. He's, like, he's the one dude that <laughs> still,
3: that's still on the Spotlight team. I think when the movie came yeah. out, or at least when the movie came out, he was still on the Spotlight. I, I team. think he still is. Yeah, yeah.
2: I uh, yeah, yeah, contact and see if he'd come on. No response yet. Oh, for real? At uh, Spotlight. He's like I'm working on a story, bro. It's all <laughs> on a deep dive. Right He's now. like is this a lead? <laughs> no, it's,
3: uh, it's, uh, it's, it's
2: Who's Bev and what's what's her kingdom about? Okay. So um so you hadn't seen it, Brad, before? I had not seen and it. And you had, Scott. I had not. Oh, you had not. I also had not no seen shit. it. No shit. So neither none of the three. Okay, so let me Best get a,
3: Picture winners? I mean, why would we watch those?
2: <laughs> yeah, you guys just...
4: I'm fam- I'm
3: famous for not watching <laughs> I'm on <this>. a movie <laughs>
2: podcast. I don't <laughs> got time for that. Garbage. Okay, so just quick quickly <laughs> like well you, you like you liked it though?
3: Yeah, no, I mean this is th- it's funny that I don't like Seek out these movies, but anytime I watch a movie where it's like a, a very good writing and it doesn't have to have action or anything, and it's just like a, a either a courtroom style drama or this is like I am in a newsroom type drama, like I actually really dig those movies, but I never seek them out. So when I see them, I'm like, oh, dude, probably because I
2: tell dad. you they're good. It's yeah, the yeah.
3: Well, more than likely. But yeah, no, <laughs> no. So I mean, just it's an enjoyable movie. And and I, in fact, I was just telling my, I asked my dad tonight. I was like, have, have you seen it? And he's like, no. And I was like, okay, you should check it out. You'll, you'll really dig it. So what are you you liked it?
4: Absolutely loved it. Um, I mean, obviously, the subject matter is atrocious, but it's just so well made. The acting's amazing. Like, these are, some of these actors are some of my favorite actors working. And um, I love the fact that, you know, sometimes they say this is based on a true story or this is whatever it says. This is a real story. And, like, I think I was kind of expecting, like, them to throw in the old somebody's a mole on the inside, like, yeah. der- derailing everything. And, like, I kept, or a thug was going to show up and tell him to stop. You know, yeah. whatever, and that doesn't happen. No. That's not what this movie's about. It's it's real, and it's super interesting to see the process and how they do things. And I just absolutely uh, really enjoyed it. And at the end, I was crying because it's just you get so wrapped up in the emotions. Yeah. Especially the, at the very end, they list all the all places, the places yeah. across the, the fucking
0: world.
2: And, and and like five of them are within two hours of here. Totally. Yeah. yeah. Right. I saw Monterey,
0: California. I, I, saw, work, right? I saw Stockton. Stockton.
2: Stockton's yeah. in there. Yeah, you know, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna go on to that. So so.
0: So, so I did not like, I did not love it. Uh, so I typically stay away from like, I don't read any nonfiction books. I don't typically, I mean, Zodiac aside, I felt like this was like a really watered down Zodiac. I didn't love, I, I didn't want them to show what happened to these kids. But I thought maybe there would be some flashbacks. I thought there would be maybe more concentration or like some characters. Like they show the one priest who's like obviously senile or or out of yeah, his mind right. in some way. But they don't show. They don't have any Father of, Pop of Pop that side. Popland, there's yeah. there's really very little coming from that side. And uh, you want
3: you wanted Fincher to direct this. I I I, I literally <laughs> had
0: written down Fincher makes Fincher Zodiac like question mark. But what it is is like. I didn't feel the punch at the end. I just felt like, okay, the story released, they kind of like are getting a bunch of phone calls. And I mean, I guess that's supposed to represent that all these people are coming out now because of the story that they did. And I get that, but like... We don't get to see anyone be punished. Like we don't get to see, like these people did horrible. Like I've got three small kids. Like like Nate said. Like the, oh. it makes me viscerally oh, right. want to hurt people and know... and oh, you don't I, see I it. The at answer all. is well, you didn't watch Spotlight did.
2: too. I think. you know what I'm saying. Spotlight though. too. I, I, Punish, I, 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 the punishment, the punishment <laughs> of the priests.
0: Yeah, but I mean anything. Like there's no like you don't get to see the cardinal but, 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 like but, sitting in his thing being all cocky. No, he and got then an upgrade. He I think.
2: I think you don't see it because it doesn't happen. I mean, well then not, there's angers, not a whole angers shit me even tonity. more. I don't feel good about the end. I feel more pissed but, about but, it. So so we should, we should, let, let's get let's get I, I think we're going to head right okay, there. So well, that's a great transition. Okay. So so we're going to move on and as we usually do, um we we our second segment is drinking with the director, but sometimes we have somebody other than the director on. And in this case, uh we had on we we we've been up for a long time wanting to have on our friend Justin. And so Justin was the uh, person who sent us Hot Shot, and unfortunately we weren't able to do Hot Shot tonight. Sorry, bud. So instead, we he got Spotlight. So, so Justin, welcome to the show.
1: Thank you for having me. Oh yeah, excited to be on the show. (laughs) I'm so excited you're here. Can I start with something? Yes, please.
2: You have. Butchered
1: the name that I sent you. <laughs> what was, what was it? it? It was Hot Spot.
0: Oh, <laughs> Hot Spot. <laughs> There's a big difference there. There is. I can see where I'm you're going. Still with that. inaccurate, but
4: that's,
1: Hot Spot.
2: that's a, a worst title of the That oh makes so much more sense. Though. Exactly. <laughs> yep. We we, we should consider. <laughs> we should we should we should consider that as a possible retitle for this. Hot oh. Spotlight. Hot Spot. So so Justin. So so part of the funny. Yeah. So so part of the funny is like we were sure. We, Justin's like a big alien guy. Would you say you're an alien guy? A uh, UFO. UFO. Oh. There's a difference. Is there a difference? There's <laughs> <What's laughs> a big difference.
1: What's the difference? Yes. Well, I mean, UFO is an identified flying object, right? Okay. Alien is. You know
4: what it is. Everything else out there. <laughs> it's not who like knows? Identified.
1: So, I do want to. Uh, to clarify that this is a very hot spot in my entire body when I see a movie like this, okay. so okay. that's right. so why that's
2: you, you. you it's were talking about the hot, 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 hot spot. We getting all you get all worked up and heated because you're like mad. I get like, very mad. Hot spot. I rage.
0: Yes, okay. but okay. at the same
2: time, like like Nate, you you were not raised in the Catholic Church or really any I, I, church I, I, too hardcore. Correct. I, I, I yeah. I was a I was a may like lapsed not that committed methodist i'd say okay my mom my mom and my sister would go to the presbyterian church uh
0: kind of on and off never forced me or asked me to go ever i think that was asked to go once i said no i don't want to go and then i was never asked again my dad always claimed that he went to the church of the links which was a golf course on sunday morning (laughs) uh brad
3: church no church um like more like Easter Christmas church, but okay. like every once in a while we'd go because we had some, some like family and stuff that they, they were a lot more big, big into the church. And I, I, th- I remember very much as a little kid seeing somebody speak in tongues for the first time. Oh my I, And I was like immediately like, okay, this shit is wild and not for me. Scott?
4: I believe in the church of baseball.
3: Okay. So, yeah. So, um, Scott, but so, you're a Dodger
2: fan, which is wait. even fucking weirder. Right.
0: <laughs>
4: so,
2: Let's talk about speaking in tongues.
4: As, as a kid, I did go. I, I'm a lapsed Methodist as well. Okay. And um, there's actually something that um, happened at our church that is topically topical. So.
2: Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Wait, which Methodist? Do you go to the one? In, in Houston. Oh. I know the church. If, before your time, buddy. I've heard oh, of no, this. no. I think yeah. I, I, just, so. I just heard about this. Yeah. The, okay. Yeah, there yes. some abuse there. Yeah. Yep. So, so,
5: so, so Justin, about.
0: so Justin, it, it, it didn't surprise me when Justin picked hotspot because you were pretty much raised in the Catholic Church. You guys were going every Sunday, catechism, all that stuff, right? Yes. Yeah. Catechism, confirm, baptism,
1: communion, altar boy, you so name you, it, all you, the way through so eighth were, grade. So, you were an altar boy? Yes. I was an altar boy for at least a year that I know of. I mean, it's hard to go back and, and know the time frame, but at least a year, if not two to okay. three years uh, catechism was full until eighth grade right communion went through that and then
0: baptism at a later age not when i was a baby but a later age now maybe you can speak on this like i've coached baseball and i've had i've had kids all throughout baseball that are like hey if we got games on wednesdays i can't come to the game i have catechism which is so weird to me because in my life growing up, like if I had a baseball game, it would trump literally everything, anything and everything that was that was going on. And my parents would get me to that baseball game no matter what. But these parents are like, no, it's it's catechism. It's important. He has to be there. So was it like that for you? Was it? You know, I don't remember missing
1: a, a lot of sporting events. Definitely not events, but practices. I, I think they just made it work. I think catechism was something. Like, if you missed one time slot, you can make the other time slot. Oh, okay. Uh, or if you missed a day, you're still going, like, I don't know, three days a week or something like that. Uh, for the record, it was the worst experience. I mean, as a boy, you have to think about—think about real quick, like, who the, the background and, like, the philosophy of teachers nowadays, period. Like, the majority of teachers, right? Well, think about who's teaching you in catechism and their beliefs and their philosophy and their experiences and like that's what you're experiencing as a boy that's just trying to get their energy out, and uh, you're yeah. you're being thrown a book there, don't sit move. down. Yeah. This is what we're learning about, and you have a ton of questions because even as a child, you're like, mm, some of this stuff doesn't make any sense. And anyway, it was a surreal experience, but for me, it was all normal. You you got to know that this is how know anything else. I so, didn't know anything else.
3: Speaking to that, so they they talk about I mean, kind of the the grooming and stuff, and like I mean, how they they, they make you feel special, like. When you were, was was being an altar boy something that like your parents wanted you to do or was it like something like, it's like, oh, I'm I'm an all-star, like, oh, look, I got chosen for the all-stars, like I'm an altar boy, like is that, or like were you pumped about it, were you excited about it, did, like, did it make you feel special or how did that go?
1: I think that you guys know that I was always just kind of going with the flow and so yeah. I was, all of a sudden I'm there and this is the moment and this is your shining moment, this is what you're going to do, okay, like let's go. No, and not. I didn't know anybody else. I think we were too young I to just see anybody want to do this. Getting ready Intention. to walk out, and he's just like, "Let's go! Come on!
5: <laughs> Get those hands in! Let's Get those go! hands
1: in!" <laughs> <laughs> Ultra boys on too. <laughs> I mean, this was like, this is everything was God. So this was like the highest thing you could do at the time as a kid is just open that book for the father, bring him the the wine, and you know, go around the cloths and all that stuff like you were
2: serving God at that time as a child. That's all you can think about. So, so I, I guess I, I feel like I don't want to like false lead, right? You were never, you were never abused, right? And you know, that's not, that's not where we're headed, but you were an altar boy. And the priest that was, when you were an altar boy was Oliver O'Grady who infamously, you know, it came out, you know, sometime around that time that he had abused a number of. Children, not just in the the church that you were in, but like in Stockton and in Turlock. And so, I mean, did you, you knew him? You were, he was the, he was the priest when you were the altar boy?
1: Yeah. So he was one of the priests. We okay. had several priests go through during that stint that I was yeah. in, in catechism and also an altar boy, but he was one of them. He was the last one. That I went through. And they made
2: a documentary about him called Deliver Us From Evil. Deliver Us From Evil gives me the chills just thinking about it. Yeah. I, and and that, that one actually, I think, was nominated or won for Best Documentary. Or, the, or maybe the director won for Best Director Documentary.
3: And, and we're talking about a guy who had just a, a very kindly Irish accent, right? Like, just...
2: Yes. Yeah, so well, again, it,
1: it really didn't matter, like, what he looked like or what his accent was or his mannerism. He was God. Like, that's what you have to think about when when you're a kid or even parents, you know, in the church, like, he is resembling God. So everything he does is right.
2: And they they make this point in Spotlight, right? And it's an interesting problem that's unique to the Catholic Church or or semi-unique, right, in that a lot of, you know, as most people, you know, many people might know, but, right, like, in a lot of churches, God and parishioners can have direct, you know, the belief is, right, you can have direct contact through prayer and so forth. And in the Catholic Church— Priests are the mouth of God, right? Like, you know, priests are, are the communicating vessels for you know for the parishioners to God. I could be speaking out of school here, but they even have the ability to
0: forgive your sins, right? I mean, they they give you the your your penance or whatever you're right. supposed to do in yeah. order to be cleaned of your of your sins. Is that correct or incorrect? I'm not sure. Yeah, every week. Yeah. yeah. So you so so you've done confessional a bunch. Yes, crazy
1: all through that. I've well, and and you need to think about it in this realm too.
0: Who are you confessing to? Yeah, and what's he hearing? And in- he knows everything about you, <clears throat>
1: right? Or and and he
3: knows
0: all your thoughts and everybody else too. Yeah, and
1: everybody else's. Yeah, gosh, but that's a brilliant. At- so,
2: so, so all, yeah. all your vulnerabilities, all your like dirty thoughts, all the things that you someone would would need if they were going to prey on you to try to manipulate you, you're laying out to this person who is then oh, structured wow. within the church if you're a believer to be somebody who is capable of doing no wrong because they are they are acting on the on the sort of orders of and yes. with the mouthpiece of God. And you're giving
4: them a roadmap right <laughs> right how to get you. you yeah. yeah. and, and, exactly
3: and that's that's where when they have the percentages at the end they say that the percentages of, of pedophilia in the in the Catholic church was on par with the, the, the numbers outside of the church as well, like in, in society. I, I understand that, but at the same time it's the access that those that those people have. That 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 changes the whole script because if you're just average dude out like like trying to do some molesting, it's like okay, you got to you got to do some active. But if you got people coming to you constantly and they believe that you're in a position of power, I mean that that whole dynamic is different. Well, and this is why you know, like Zach and I were talking
2: beforehand. And I'm like, yeah, what should I say this? And Zach it was right on point. Well, I, you know, my reaction to this every time, like I literally have a few days where I'll talk to you know, I'll watch this movie and then I'll say to anyone who's around. That movie makes me think we should make sure we clear out all the churches and then we should burn them all, all the Catholic churches now. Like <laughs> burn the entire. Every building, all the infrastructure. We should take all their shit. We should tell them you're no longer a church. Congratulations! Like go find All, the, a all their golden treasures. But the honest, the the reason, right, for me to feel so enraged about this, and I, I feel that way. A lot. I mean, we should, you know, and can talk about other things that are similar, like you know, USA Gymnastics or Michigan State oh, Athletics, yes. which I find fucking terrible. Boy Scouts just came boy out. Scouts, yeah. But 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 as I see this movie, it made me understand some of the arguments around those things where people would say you have to dismantle the entire thing and take everyone who's involved and invested in it and the whole apparatus and break it completely down. Because no one that's on the inside of it apparently was able to, and the thing itself was, was not was not structured in such a way that they couldn't make their correct like choice to protect the right people. You look at the Catholic church and it's not only that, but it's also exactly one step further than that, which is they structured the whole thing so that, it created the conditions for this to be maximized, right? Like, exactly what we're talking about.
0: Like, priests can't get married. You, you, priests are right. supposed to be celibate. Let's take
2: them a bunch of people and, and, and oppress them. Make them, like, and then let's give them total unfettered access and make them deity-like. Total access to kids. Make parents naturally trust them. Make Have them have the confectional, you know, opportunity and then, right on top of, as if, if, if all that you know could be obviously that's all accidental, and you could you could sort of look at that and go, well, yeah, but that wasn't it wasn't designed for pedophilia, and then see it happen and go, oh, you know, we need to move these guys around so that they we don't look bad. I'm just like, oh, yeah, you, you got to burn the whole thing down. It's and I'm not talking about Catholic parishioners here. I'm not, you know, like there's lots of believers that believe, and and for their own reasons, you know, I, I, have no, I have no particular commentary on people that are not within the organization of the church. But the priests and the people that made those choices and the institution itself, right? The, that uh, protected those the priests. That protected yes, the institution the and the people that that inhabit it administratively. Right. That I, I, have no, I have no apology for saying that, like, th- the worst thing should happen. I, I, was, I was thinking know.
3: about just as human beings, though. It's like like if it would, uh, all of us have played on sports teams, and it's like if you knew that one of your teammates was, was – cheating or doing something wrong that might get them like removed from the game or kicked out of the game or or if you're in school like you see them doing something that could get them maybe suspended or something like oh they wouldn't be able to play on on friday or whatever it's like i i know as tough as it like as 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 much as we want to say like oh we always would do the right thing it's just like some of us would definitely turn a blind eye like well we kind of need them for for our game so I guess I'm just not going to say anything about this. I'm not going to speak up about it. And, and obviously this is on a completely different level, but it's just saying just within human nature, it's just sometimes that's the way we behave. Well, it'd it be the easy to,
0: way out. I mean, it's human yeah. nature to take the easy way out. I mean, I wonder how much of it is like predicate, like the Catholic church is, is, is like built upon this foundation of how, however you sin, if you confess you will be forgiven for those sins, right? So then, the the question that I always ask myself is like, at, at, at what point does that stop? Like, what what at what sin is bad it enough? It's, never it never stops. It does, that's what I mean. So like, it, you would think that like, oh, pedophilia is like that's like a level where you know. we're not going to forgive you for that one. Like you can go, you can do all of these bad things, but once you get to a certain level, like, okay, now, now, now we got to kick you out. Right. I mean, I would think that that would be it, but it it doesn't seem like that's the way it works. So I'll go a step further and say
1: that the biggest problem I think is not that they intentionally did all this stuff, but the belief that God was going to fix them. Was going to forgive them. Right. And that's what I have a huge problem with is that they handled everything in house. And then Moved it thinking, we forgive you of your sins. You have confessed. We know your problem. We're going to send you somewhere else, a new environment. And we're going to relieve you of your sins now. You do better. God is with you. And that notion of like that, you know, it's like COVID or like or, or being homosexual. Like you're going to pray the gay way. You're not going to pray the gay way. Right. It's not going to happen. And so that to me, I have a huge problem with that because it's so naive to think that,
2: especially with this subject in this realm. Yeah. And and I think that gets right to to Brad's point about, you know, I mean, two, two follows on those things. One, the stakes are so high here, right? That that's makes what makes it unforgivable, right? Like you have to look at it and go, I I mean, I have to look at it and hopefully believe myself that if I, you know, that there's a real important categorical difference between what I would be willing and able to do if I saw somebody abusing a child versus, missing school. So they couldn't play in a sporting event. Right. Like those two things for me, you know, I have to, and even like, you know, I've been a coach, right. So I've coached, you know, high school sports so I can like directly, you know, see the analog. If I were to say, see a kid that was ditching school, you know, can I imagine a scenario where like I was really torn about whether to, you know, turn them in because I didn't want to miss that night's game? Yeah. Well, I'm not saying I would do it. I'm not saying it would be an easy choice. I wouldn't or wouldn't do it. But I can see, like, the the dilemma being a real one there for me. I genuinely hope that I would look at that and I would go, oh, there's an assistant coach abusing somebody, but I know that guy and he's really nice. Fuck that. Like, I hope I would just totally run him up the flagpole. But that's the whole point, right? There's levels to this
0: shit, but apparently in the Catholic Church there's not. Well, like, all do you, do you sins think sins are of- equal in God's eyes, well, right? Or do you
3: think it has something to do with the fact that none of these – gentlemen who were doing and they mentioned nuns doing abuse as well but i mean some of these guys obviously not have any kids like does, does that just maybe make it different in their eyes the fact that they don't have children because i know as uh, all yeah. of, uh, as being a father it's just like i get just irate thinking about somebody doing any type of intentional harm to my kid like i mean that's i mean i'm gonna go out on a limb and say no scott you don't have kids no
2: and how do you feel about that i
3: want to them out.
2: yeah I mean, oh no, I, no
3: no no i'm not saying like i'm no, saying but, 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 just but within my, the institution
2: all those guys they systematically don't but i'm right. but i'm just saying like my guess is that i don't i my guess is that with that like it just doesn't like I, I feel that way about my own kids but the truth is like for me personally like i don't actually think about my own kids in, in that like not that i ever would want that to happen to them but i'm not watching that movie going like i'm enraged because that could happen to my kids i'm like I just think about, I just think, you know, for and me, it's it has just it, to it, a kid. A kid. Yeah. Like, or I just have fact. such a problem Or with the kids
0: that don't have the family structure That's that exactly you are ha- able to give your kids, and you're like, oh, I could totally see how that would happen to that kid, because he doesn't exactly. have a father figure. He's Fuck, exactly. looking for that. Yeah, exactly.
3: So, but And then had that trust just completely betrayed.
0: That kid's already yeah. fucked, you know what I mean? And now it's just, and now they're just doubling down on ruining those kids. You know so, what I mean? So like,
1: not just ruining those kids, but now we're talking about a system that they're creating and ruining other kids as well because as you saw with the priest that um john whatever his name was in the movie the actor he went and saw that priest it was clearly not right in the head the older guy and he said i've been raped right i've been raped i was abused too yeah so it's okay and i didn't get any pleasure out of it i gave pleasure like he was so just Deluded, just, delusional, and about and, it. And, yeah.
3: and and I don't know. They didn't really say if he was still like a practicing Catholic or not, or, or or whatever. But it's just like the fact that he felt like, oh, I've I've confessed the sin. I've I've talked. So he like openly talked about it like I've confessed this. Like, hey, I can talk about it now, and didn't have any like shame about it or anything. Is like, oh, that that sin's been absolved. Like it's gone. So so to throw this for a loop though, like the other side of
2: what I was going to say, and. and Again, like I fucking, I'll burn the whole Catholic Church down. So I, I'm not trying to excuse the the church for this,
3: <laughs> the institution. Now let's use the, the word insti- institution. the institution. Yeah, I don't mean the, I don't mean the parishioners, but you're I mean not that hoping the, that they're on Sunday no, mass. No, no, I'm saying like em- empty, <laughs> empty buildings, steal
2: all their gold. Yeah. So what I'm saying though is like the flip side of this, you know, and we think about this with the Holocaust and like the follow on the Holocaust. With there's like some social science research that itself is problematic, but like the Stanley Milgram experiments, where they have people come into a lab and they like they tell people that they're shocking somebody as part of the experiment. And the person is like, thinks they're shocking someone and then they are supposed to turn up the voltage and turn. And there's like an authority figure telling them to turn up the voltage and shock. And they, they, they get to the point in these experiments where they shock people that are, so they think they're not really happening, but they think someone's screaming in pain that they're shocking because somebody, an authority figure tells them. And so you get, you know, like, You see that there, there's the Stanford prison experiments that have like sort of a similar, you know, like, like dynamic. And one of the things that you see and and you learn from this, and probably the very fact that like, it's not just the Catholic church, but we have lots of examples of institutions full of people that probably can't just all be evil, right? I mean, this is the problem with the church. there's a whole bunch of people that are causing this problem that are not pedophiles. Most of the people that are causing this problem are not pedophiles. There are people that are protecting an organization. Protecting that perpetuating that, it. That's the biggest a
4: problem point. with this. That makes it worse. Exactly. Because like we, like Brad said, the percentage to the general public is actually 6%, which any percent is fucking too much, of course, but it's not an anomaly as far as there's more like a bigger percentage of Catholics just having to do it. But the biggest problem is, they're getting away with it. They're getting moved around and then doing it to more fucking people. Right. They're be- being given fresh batches of victims.
0: Exactly. And they're and in a perfect situation to get away with it. Because. And that's more
4: evil because, honestly, a lot of these priests are sick because maybe they have been abused. Maybe they, you know, they, something's happened in the past. That's why that, that one guy totally said, it's okay because I was abused. Right. It, it's, I, I didn't take any pleasure in it. It's okay. And he totally thought that. And it's an actual mental thing. And that happened in the Houston case with a Methodist church. And I don't want to get too into the weeds in it, but if you, if you look it up online, you can you can find all the information. The whole case is online. You can look it up. But the victim, the main victim in that case, acted out on his own sister because he had been preyed on.
1: That's what I, that's what I was talking about earlier. Right. And to follow up on that, I'd read a quote from the sources that the journalists had in this movie. Do not get enough credit. The sources that they came across were absolutely amazing. One of the sources said, "When a priest does this to you, he robs you of your faith. So you reach for the bottle or the needle, and if that doesn't work, you jump off fucking bridge. Right? And yeah. if you're not doing that, like who are you impacting along the way? Are you having kids yourself, or nieces or nephews, or what occupation you in? Like who is mm-hmm. on the same road you're on? You know, what are your your pit stops? And that's the system." that they're developing by not confronting this issue, by just passing it on.
0: And and I mean, pedophilia has been described as a disease, right? So like you, so someone preys on you and then it fucks your mind in a way that you, you know, statistically is more probable for you to go on and prey on someone else, right? And uh, that kind of just goes and goes and goes and especially in the catholic church you're just spreading it around you're taking these you're taking these people that have done these atrocious things and then you're just shipping them off to somewhere else and then now they're right. starting an infection up here over here in the northeast and then and you're just sending them off to the west and Coast. i don't
4: i don't want to you know say that you know the pedophilia itself is bad but i just personally think that covering it up and making it worse right. is to me more evil because it's intentional i mean well and, they're and, both and, evil as fuck, and, and to me right the,
2: that again that that's the thesis of the movie, whether mm-hmm. or not it was, it was true. I mean, I don't know whether or not that's truly Spotlight's thesis, right? I mean, in terms of like, you know, the real story, but clearly the movie wants to make the case and make the point, And they do so, I think really effectively that the reporting is only effective if it exposes the system that makes it, that hides it, right? Like right. even, even the idea that it happens prevalently, right? Is an easy thing to sort of like dismisses as like, well, those are people that are sick that we can't fix. Right. I mean, I think that's the, I mean, what you guys are talking about is the underlying sort of thread that's concerned that that, like creates this really, this real discomfort, which is, you know, we can't exactly fit, you know, we probably can't fix people that are pedophiles if they're going to prey on, you know, if they're going to act on that urge, we have, we're at a little bit of a loss. So the question is like, how do we protect kids and from it? How do we prevent it from happening, you know, especially with such ease. And so they go, okay, well, this, and and this is why, you know, like, I think that's the complication of it is we we are constantly worried that an organization of people who are not pedophiles and who are, we probably people that don't think of themselves as evil for some reason, find a rationale to hide it and to, to make it okay. And we see, like I said, we see that at Michigan State with their athletics department, and with the same doctor with USA Gymnastics. We what about uh, what about the old guy at Penn? Yeah, sure? well, exactly. Oh, so Penn, Penn State football. Yeah, yeah, we Sandusky. we see that. We yeah, I mean, and it's the downfall of, of uh, you know, sort of a legacy, you know, court, you know, coach at Penn
3: State. I mean, well, Oh Grady, the one we were talking about earlier. I mean, I looked that he had problems in other places, and then eventually ended up uh, uh, somewhere in Europe, and then just recently was like busted on child pornography. Yeah, yeah. And it's like
0: Can you speak on O'Grady's timeline uh yeah, so I, I think it was like the fifth or sixth uh church
1: that he went to. Like I was I was the, the, the dead end for him.
2: Right. He okay. he was he was technically still a priest. In fact I read that yeah, that at Saint Anthony's he, he resigned and in the bulletin it said he resigned because of oh, he was actually yeah. sexual we saw him on TV.
1: We were his altar boy and the next thing you know, we saw him in an orange jumpsuit on TV. That's how crazy that was. And, 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 you, and
2: you weren't abused, but you said that you felt like he was, you were being groomed. Yeah, so talk, so you, speak on that.
1: If we talk about how they, you know, they mentioned in the movie, too, how they preyed on kids, how they knew their background. Obviously, there's confessions being done, but they're looking for a divorced family. They're looking for, uh, you know, a single parent. They're looking for some something tragic that's happened. It's uh, something where the parents aren't, maybe they're neglecting the kid or they're not as involved. Or they're not paying as close attention. They're right? not paying that close attention. You know, they're looking for a lot of time they can get and they start putting fillers out there. They start having conversation that goes over the line and they start wrestling or whatever or tickling. tickling. Yeah. And that was what occurred in my case where he started tickling my stomach. I remember, I remember specifically this happening and thinking that that was kind of weird, you know, and just kind of brushed it off, whatever. And then I told my mom that day what had happened. And... Not that she stopped me going there. She just thought it was weird, right? So she was a little bit more active, uh, like, showing herself, displaying just a paranormal role. Um, And shortly after that, he was in an orange jumpsuit. Like, that was it. And And it gives me the creeps because I was that close. And if you watch the documentary that you were alluding to, Delores from Evil, like, this guy held kids down. Like, that's – you know, there's some, like, in Spotlight – They're talking about, okay, it was a conversation and it was like strip poker or something like that and then he talked me
2: into this or he touched me. There's some that just hold like people, people raping kids. Yeah. Well, and one of the heaviest scenes for me, right, and like this sort of resonates, we're a bunch of athletes you know, you know, around the table and played a lot of sports at both youth and and high school and things. Last
3: week he had an impeccable frame in, in high school, now we're all athletes. I like it. Well, I, well, I said we we're all athletes. I
2: said we we're all athletes, and I meant, I just kind of, I was an athlete, and the rest of you guys sometimes <laughs> played sports. Um, guys, no, I was happy to be on that bus. We were, we were all friends of an athlete. So. <laughs> I was stoked. Uh, I'm so, getting so, so you know, there's the scene in the movie where where he you know he talks to the guy that was a hockey player um, and had been abused that was right. dating right. you know around his the, the, this is the Michael Crichton. Um, oh, sorry, that's Robbie Robbie Robinson, Michael Keaton. And so he comes back and, and he's meeting with the people at the, old, the, the the administrators of the old high school, and he sort of says like, "Did you play sports? You know, you played football. I was uh, I ran track." And he's like, "You know, I guess we got lucky. We just didn't have to play hockey." And it's one of those things, like, to your point, right? Like, you know, y- y- you look for vulnerabilities, but, like, you weren't a kid that was fr- that would have been described by any of those things at that time. But he still tickled you. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, it was still a – you kind of feel like, you know, you don't know, right? Like, you, 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 you're, you're in the wrong place at the wrong time. It's not that all these – that these kids were necessarily all, you know, just particularly vulnerable, it's just they were in the wrong. Some were in the wrong place, at the wrong time, and you feel, you know, it's even worse in some ways, right? Like you were saying, Zach, that it was like he did. You know, the, the, these priests did look for people that were vulnerable. You know, and to me, that you know, and I've you know, in other venues, right, like that, you know, makes me even more upset. But
3: it's crazy to me that the the Catholics. I mean, this stuff was going on, and I mean, maybe it was kind of more apparent, and as as, as time went on, obviously people started to to get more in tune with it. But the Mormons, I mean. When they found out about polygamy and stuff I mean people went ape shit and like they were making laws against it and like I mean basically are trying to like almost destroy the Mormon church that's because when- it's relatively new
0: Catholic was institutionalized for so yeah. long that people were like, oh, my grandpa's grandpa's grandpa believed in this, and I I believed in it for my whole life. And then when you hear about this new Mormonism or whatever, I mean, people are like, what?
3: I think just for me, like growing up, just hearing like, oh, like the, there might be people describe Mormons as like, oh, they're the crazy ones and stuff. And it was just like bizarre to me that like, that that people from opposing religions would be like, oh yeah, they're the crazy ones, they're the crazy ones. And it's like, man, they all got their, <laughs> their, their, their distasteful Have shit. you read your stories, bro? I was like, oh my God. <laughs>
1: Well, Well, like crazy in general, you know, we talk about all these other incidents in sports and and whatnot, but Jeffrey Epstein was the biggest story in the world for a while, at least in this country for sure, right? It can't touch the scandal. Right. I mean, in terms of the scale. It can't even touch it.
4: 100%.
1: Yeah. That's the magnitude of, of this movie or Spotlight or, you know, the journalist's and just everything about it. That's why I liked it so much. And
0: that just goes to show, so, so, so I think that just goes to show that if this country was predominantly 98% billionaires— I probably wouldn't have been that big a story because everybody it would have hit home for everybody that's also a billionaire and they would have been like oh yeah you know but you know whatever but when it happens in something like the catholic church it's it's that exact reaction right like oh no like the, the, i'm catholic you know what i mean it's like in order to condemn the catholic church if you're catholic you're condemning yourself right like we were talking about earlier like <sighs> What was it? What was the? What was the quote that I that I quoted earlier? Like it's 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 easy. It's easier to convince a man that he's been conned than to convince, or it's, it's easier to con, it's to, easier con to con trick a man,
3: man than to right convince him that he's been tricked. Right. Yeah.
0: right. So they're like, I'm sure that everybody that heard that that heard these things, especially devout Catholics, were like. Again, just like the the higher ups were like, oh, this is just a one off. This is a bad bad seed. Blah blah blah. They weren't. They didn't know that they were shuffling them around.
2: Well, I mean, I think that that certainly would have been true. Yeah, prior to the spotlight story. I mean, I, I have the impression from you know, I mean, obviously, I, I have a limited sample of Catholics that I know well enough to have this conversation. But I certainly know some Catholics whose attitude has to have stayed in the church, but who are you know very eyes wide open about the scandal and their reaction. I think at least some of the reaction is we want to try to change this from the inside, right? It's a lot easier to, you know, affect, we want, we we care about this thing and we want to try to make it better by getting rid of that and we can affect that from the inside, not the outside. Um, and I think, you know, it it goes right to that point, right? It, you know, to some extent that it probably robs a lot of those people, their faith too. Right. I I mean, you know, especially given that, you know,
1: the status of priests speaking of that too, the the side stories of all these journalists, I thought were super intriguing how the movie portrayed it. The accuracy of this film is like no other. It's so factual, right? But what these guys were all going through individually now, um, for me, Mark Ruffalo, like what he went through, how he got so emotional in that scene, right? And then, you know, he's screaming, yelling, F-bombs, we need to do it right now. And then he meets with... With Sasha, yeah. Yeah, Rachel McAdams is doing it. And he meets with her and he kind of has a heart-to-heart. And this touched home with me because he says... You know, I, I thought I'd go back to the Catholic Church at one time. Oh, so God. he starts questioning everything. I went through that. I a hundred percent went through that. And uh not not that I went through it after I saw the dude in the orange jumpsuit. I went through it later on in life and thinking I, I won't I don't think I'll ever go back. Not that I'm not spiritual, not that I won't believe in something, but Catholicism, I, I don't know if I'll go back. That is a rude awakening. That's yeah. really hard to do.
0: Yeah. Especially like like Nate said, like he's, and the other guy said in the movie, like he's robbing, you, robbing these kids and robbing people of their faith, right? So it's like even though Ruflo's character, he wasn't a practicing Catholic, he always had in the back of his mind, he always had faith that, that he was going to be able to go back to that and it was going to be some sort of a comfort to him. And now it's gone. He and, doesn't have that. Anymore. And,
4: and Sasha, she was going to church with with her grand, her nana, right. you know. And then the more she got into the story, she just couldn't do it anymore. She, you know. And then just that whole scene when when she's showing the the, the newspaper and her the nana's reading the, the article, it's just like you're sitting there, it, you know that that the nana's finally just, and she's trying to convince herself. You kind of see her going, "What am I reading?" It's just like it was just really crazy because she's got a lifetime of what she thinks is right right in her face saying no this thing's going falling apart yeah. and you're part of it and, and can you imagine yeah like being told that you know and, and and what's what's interesting is you know the whole boston is you know very catholic you know community and and the, the one scene that was really interesting to me and very telling was when marty uh they Schreiber, schreiber's character was talking to his publisher talking about the story and what was the one of the first things the publisher says? Uh, you realize that 53% of our readers are Catholic, right? Right. He starts, he's first thing he thinks of is dollar signs. It's like, dude, we yeah. can't print a story about this. And it's like, that kind of shows you the mentality of a lot of these people. It's like, no, it's, it's, uh, it's our thing. It's Catholic. We, we, we can't screw this up. You can't you know so it was like well, that's and, their first thought that's kind of a crazy thing to think about well
2: and they like you know that they have that even sort of later in the film he says you know mm-hmm. you know when, he, when they're in that that conversation with the people the, the guys at the high school and there's the publicist that comes in he says uh-huh. well let's all get on the same page you know let's get all on the same page he's like is that what we're trying to do you know right. the idea is like we're all here we're all Catholic we just got to figure out how we're gonna you know how everybody wants spin this, to this yeah.
0: properly right so the entire community is doing is attempting to do what the Catholic Church does right. and is being condemned for in the movie like everybody in the community is like, oh, no, let's, let's kind of look the other way. No, it's all, it's all right. Let's but kind of push this to the it's background. It's a little
4: different with the community, though, because they don't know the facts. They just, they just probably don't want to believe it. But the, the clergy and everybody, all the higher-ups, they know what happened. And that's what's different with that. It was
3: like my dad's football team with all the championships when he was just passing out roids left and right to all the players. Right? <laughs> and Houston was just turning his blind eye because they were winning championships. Like, hey, hey, we're getting blue banners. We win so, titles, you know. Hey, if there's some roids getting getting chewed on, who cares? If there was ever an episode that your dad should listen to that like, <laughs>
2: That just sealed the deal right there.
3: Um, That didn't happen. That's not true. (laughs) I mean, speaking
2: of Schreiber's character, right, um, which I think also, you know, again, just like the acting there is phenomenal. He's great. He's great in it. The character, I think, is well portrayed and as I understand the real person and is really interesting. And in some ways, right, you talk about kind of a hero, right, of the story. Maybe it's Liv Schreiber, right? right, of all of them, right? Like he comes in and has these really, like, I'm really drawn to, like, level-headed level-headedness and he's like the ultimate level-headed you know which which i love in the in the character and in the portrayal the the you know there's some gentle anti-Semitism that I'll bet wasn't quite so gentle in real life. I agree. So, like, yeah. there's these subtle, yeah. you know, like they don't ever quite say it, but it's very much like, oh, well, this Jewish editor's coming yeah. in Florida, and he's, you know, he just doesn't, he doesn't like, yeah. you know, he doesn't like these Catholics, and and it never and, came know, to a head in the us. movie. Like, they never
0: have like a confrontation where somebody calls him out for trying no. to bury the Catholics because he's
2: Jewish, but or whatever. But, but it's like that there, they, but, but the way that it's communicated in the movie, right, is. There's these subtle hints at it from the you know the sort of higher up you know supporters of the Catholic Church community to the reporters who are all right. you know who, you know especially right. Robbie right who's you know a former cat you know went to the Catholic high school oh well, you know I mean you know I hear he's from you know Florida and you know I mean just all these little things I it 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 also. I sometimes would be a little sensitive to a movie kind of pushing that too hard because, you know, as though maybe they were, ma- they were like, making too much of it. And in this movie, I thought, like, it was done really subtly and probably undersold, if anything. And maybe that speaks to
0: – and I don't know because, uh, you know, I don't know about anti-Semitism in Boston, but – I think it's there. I think, um, uh, I, and especially in the, you know, I, I don't know. I, I'm speaking out as well.
2: I'm, and even I'm, separate. I mean, obviously, you know, it is and it isn't. right? You know, it's not ubiquitous and it's not absent, right? It, you know, there's a little bit of that everywhere. I think for me, the thing that was most impactful about it was that that they were willing to kind of bring out any tool they put they thought might be in their toolkit to steer. You know, to they're, they're you know, they're trying all the things they can try
3: to continue to. To, to defend this right i mean that, it's like that, it's like a a, a violence mafia they're just like they're trying to figure out how they can influence it, everything but they can't use the guns and that's a really in, the, in the bullies but they're like it, i mean it does it feels like a mafia film without any violence somebody yeah.
0: said it earlier that they were just waiting the whole time for and i was just waiting for like oh there's a knock at the door he's gonna go get the door and it's gonna be some thug right. that the church sent over there to gish send a message to this the, the guy only, you know what i mean
3: the only one little thing that they do is there's the one guy that's always constantly like asking Almost like seems like his questions are a little bit too pointed, and he's like, "Oh, we did that back in the day," and like he seems like he's always trying to like put it off. And I thought that reporter was going to
4: John Slattery uh, is the actor, the yeah. white haired guy. Yeah, yeah. the white hair. I thought, yeah. oh,
3: he's going to be like the evil one, but then you end up kind of finding out that it's it's Michael oh, Ben Keaton Bradley Jr. Is. Right. Exactly is but the one
0: you, who actually nice they kind for of sure lead the you to believe that oh he got that box and was like we shouldn't do this story or yeah. whatever right. it was. Yeah, exactly.
4: There was one one reference to. um I can't remember which scene it was in, but um, Batman was talking about how somebody broke their leg skiing or something and made it almost seem like it was like somebody was digging or something. Or I can't remember because I've only seen this movie one time. I don't remember. Do you guys remember that scene? Yeah, like, it's... Uh... They referenced somebody where somebody broke their leg skiing after they exposed something. It's
0: something. because he said that, that something about... God cursed them or something, right? And then he said, "And then he said, he said, how'd that work? How'd out? that work out?" And he goes, "Oh, he broke his leg skiing next week or whatever." Right. Right. Yeah. So I don't
1: know. So I think it's really interesting you guys bring up like mafia and a thug at the door or something like that because I think it's it's not seen, not done because it's so unnecessary because they have God on their side. Yeah. And when you talk Ultimate about mafia, thug. the Godfather is God. Why would you need thugs when? this
2: is God you're going against. Well, I mean, just to be clear here, the Catholic Church is not above major violence, right? I mean, like, some of... It, <laughs> yeah, I mean, we're going to get, get a history go, lesson. If you go back a little ways, right? I mean, this is part... I mean, certainly in modern day, there's not a whole lot of it, but the Catholic Church is, like, you know, incredibly violent. The yeah. Back, yeah. But again, you know, but again
0: just like he's saying, it's all justified because it's in the name so, of God, right? Exactly, so. which
2: is why partly you're a little bit like, you know, you guys are probably willing to do... I mean, to me, like, when Brad said, he really kind of, like, struck a chord for me because like it feels a little like the movie The Firm. I don't know if you guys have seen The Firm, but like it doesn't. It has kind of an eerie Trying to lead up to violence you know. without there being any violence for most of the movie. Yeah, I mean, I guess there's never really any violence in the whole movie. It's you're, just like you're constantly constant... waiting for it, though. Exactly, yeah. and, and the sort of tension that like he has conversations with Wilford Brimley and these other characters, and you're all you're like so tense the whole time that you feel like there's like a real threat in the room, like Hereditary. Like
0: hereditary, a, <laughs> <terror. laughs> a lot of just
2: muted, like, a lot of like <laughs> muted threats where it's like oh. <laughs> <laughs> just bringing some uh, threads sampling the soundtrack. But I mean, to Justin's point about the, I mean, you know, I I, I really like you know, I mean, I, I hadn't considered it until now, and I probably will watch the movie again with this in mind, but just didn't appreciate as much like just how much God is present for you know, like how much that is like sitting heavy with every single thing that's happening right he's so much for the parishioners and for the institution is so much closer to the action right because these priests are you know sort of you know arms of god yeah it's everything here on both sides um
1: zach mentioned something i thought was interesting when he said it was this thing before it actually came out before the story right absolutely for decades it was but similar and you guys aren't gonna like me bring this up but similar to ufos vaccines marijuana it was all a thing before it actually came public and it was a thing for decades and now all that stuff is public it was the same thing with catholic priests unfortunately we're talking about catholic priests here it's it's priests in general right right? but this was a thing for decades until spotlight made it national or worldwide
2: so you're saying that marijuana vaccines and ufos also all are hiding major pedophilia Am no, I mean, no. I'm, I'm saying I'm saying just in general, like, that's, you know, that's these name, things sir.
1: have been around for decades and there's oh, a lot yeah. of rumors and things like that. And now it's of tuition. Like all this, you know, at 50% of the population is questioning vaccines. Marijuana is legal now. You know, there was documentaries for decades now saying the, the, the pros and cons for all this stuff, but mainly it's going to be the pros of this documentary because it's con in real life. But UFOs too. I mean, the Pentagon just released it. Like this is a real thing we're dealing with. So, until it was released publicly, nationally, you know, it was just it was a thing, but it was covered up, just like these other subjects. Are, are
2: UFOs real? One hundred percent,
1: according to the government. You know, it's not just our government too. It's hundred percent. That's another time. <laughs> Don't get me started on that, please. I can't wait till I. I'm gonna, aliens are not UFOs are hundred percent. How far over the line would it be? But, but I, what would be in a UFO then? Anything. It's an unidentified flying object. <laughs> UAP, you know, anything you want. It could be our government. So that's They're 100% it, real,
0: though. That's where Brad went to school, UAP.
3: UAP. <laughs> 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 what's, uh,
0: what's a UAP stand for? Unidentified? Area Phenomenon.
3: Aerial phenomenon.
0: Oh, really? Yeah. So I will tell a short story just to add a little bit more of uh, what did we call it? Brevity or Le- levity? Levity. levity. So, no, brevity would be yeah. if you just shut the fuck up. Probably, right? No, no, no. <laughs> no. That's that's not my uh, that's not my forte. Uh, so we went to a uh, cabin with uh, with Justin, and we were having some drinks and standing on the standing on the porch, right? Justin? <laughs> yes. And we were all day. Talking shit to Justin about his love of aliens and how he thinks that aliens are real and aliens are gonna come and they're gonna they're gonna touch our butts and stuff. Not aliens, UFOs. UFOs. No no no, yes. no this we were specifically talking about aliens, UFOs, whatever. Probably. Yeah. So and we're standing on the deck, and what happened, dude?
1: No joke. We had a, it was a comet at the time, right? We know it was a comet. We found
0: out later an asteroid. We found out later, but dude, two objects flew right over the cabin insanely (laughs) fast, faster than any airplane could ever fly. Separated. Yeah. And fucking like kinda broke apart and went over us. And we were losing our fucking Unlike anything else. We were like
3: Justin was fucking right. <laughs> How did you not start a cult right then? How did you just dude, not yeah. turn that into We were losing our, our
0: fucking <laughs> mind. The next morning I'm on the internet just like, what <laughs> happened? Blah, <laughs> blah, <laughs> blah. <laughs> Correction,
1: he was losing his mind. I was waving.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's a missed
3: opportunity right there. Dude.
0: But dude, I look on the internet the next day and it was a freaking uh, like we were in the perfect vantage point for this meteor shower that uh, That's what the that mainstream media
3: through. wants you to do. Yeah,
0: Well,
2: that's what they said on the interwebs, bro. I don't yeah. know, but dude, it was if the If, If the Catholic Church can hide pedophile priests... The Uh, government can hide uh, UFOs, man. Dude, we had just been discussing it, and then it freaking came (laughs) right at us and went right over our heads,
0: and we were like, what the fuck? And then we found out it was just some stupid space rock. Stupid con. God damn it. Real
1: real quick, real quick. When you talk about (laughs) UFOs, too, what I was trying to get at, I'm sorry. Have some respect. What I was trying to get at (laughs) is it UAPs, guys. Or or we can say aliens, right? That's even bigger. It's way bigger. So when you talk about that, it's really similar To this subject spotlight and the scandal that went on, in the sense that aliens is a subject, vaccines are a subject that are so uncomfortable with people. They're so uncomfortable. It's questioning everything that they know, right? So that's the same thing here. I'm pretty comfortable with vaccines. With this (laughs) one, pedophilia. No, I'm. I'm talking about you are comfortable, but you're not comfortable. If somebody's saying vaccines are bad, and you've given all the vaccines to your kids, that's a very uncomfortable subject no, for people to talk about,
3: right? It, it, about it, you can, you can, yeah, you can take this framework and apply it to other things, but it doesn't mean that that it's right. I mean, it doesn't mean that it, it works on those other things. Like, I mean, well, I'm not
1: saying that. I'm saying that it's uncomfortable you're, you're to the point situation. that people want to put walls up, right? And so yeah. when they hear about a scandal with the Catholic Church yeah. molesting kids, they're like, no, no, that's God. It's I, we, not, I can't it's do easier that. Easier I go to, to think church. about that. Yeah. It's way easier not to think about it and, and not accept it, not right. just put it out of your mind. So not Please. accept
0: it to push it out of your mind. That's what you're saying. The, yeah. It's it's easier to ignore, which is what it sounds like a lot of these people are doing when they're saying that like, oh, the he told the mom that it happened and the mom was like, you know, kind of like, oh, no, that happened. But it's the church, blah, 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 and kind of pushes it out of her mind and goes along goes along with her life because it's too difficult to think about for some people you have to question your entire life right yes. you have to question your entire being yeah which is which is tough for some people
1: or question the government uh you know that too is really really hard for people to do or question law that stuff
2: is just uncomfortable it's well i mean it has a destate i mean exactly it's super destabilizing yeah. right like you know and and we talked about you know you talking about like a little bit of a loss of faith thing It's not just a loss of faith for people that are deep in religion, it's also a loss of community, it's a loss of, like, social, it's a loss of family sometimes, it's a loss of, you know, social connections, loss of friendships. So, I mean, I think, you know, some of why it's, you know, so powerful is certainly, you know, what we talked about in terms of the spiritual and the God element, but it's just, I mean, you know, if you, the deeper you're in it, the more you have at stake in rejecting this thing, and that's got to be tough. So I just realized something. I was so excited to have Justin on (laughs) that we never even talked about what we were drinking with Justin. So should we do that now? Because drinking with the Justin is always brought to you by Last Call Brewing from uh, Oakdale, California. I will say that that we kicked
0: around whether we should call the segment "Drinking with the Altar Boy" and decided to step away from that because I
4: just, <laughs>
3: the former just
0: altar boy. <laughs> it's a slippery
4: slope. It's good thing it's we not present. Good thing we didn't make that
2: joke. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: We we would never say something like that. Um, <laughs> hopefully,
2: it balances out that I also said I want to set all the Catholic churches on fire they yeah. are when they're empty. Right but
1: now that we're right. going there, if this ever happened to, let's say, a kid. Of mine or an eastern nephew of mine, I would chase down that guy. Yeah, Especially that if he was moved. Saying. Let's like, say he I was moved don't. churches. I would find him. I'd bring him to my shed. I would burn him on a stake. You yeah. bring him to the I shed. Would burn to in my shed. I would burn shed, him yeah. on a stake.
3: Frailty style.
1: Yeah. And do the do reason story. I would do that is not necessarily because of the act that was done. It's because of the acts that may
2: occur After. to the victim afterwards.
1: I'm, I'm. Afterwards. I
2: like them. I'm like the idea that I'm saving others, but I would be mad enough. I I, I just I definitely like I. I struggle really with like the hurting the kids thing. Like I want to show some restraint and not say crazy things, but like I just there's not bad enough things that can happen, and I'd be more than I'd be more than happy to be the vigilante if somebody wants to deputize me. Can I just—it's terrible. Can I just jump in real quick
4: and say that um, our sponsors, Last Call, um, the views that we are expressing <laughs> here do not reflect the views of no Last, Last Call Brewing. Thank you for sponsoring this segment. <laughs> but um,
2: although I feel yeah. like their head brewer Walter would be with me on this. <laughs> <laughs> wow! Just
4: throwing out names. He, I don't know. He's in.
2: <laughs> Walter, you you email you post and uh, deny that, please, if you, you're uncomfortable. Oh, he's going to be like, yeah, I'm pro. <laughs> <He's> <laughs>
3: I'm pro what? <laughs> nothing. I'm <laughs> nothing, not gonna say it. nothing. I take it back. I am um. uh, drinking uh Karate in the Garage, their delicious double uh, hazy IPA, which is one of their best sellers and it is it's always tasty. But be careful folks when you had uh, <laughs> and, and, and when it's warm and nice and hot if you have too many, 4th uh, of July, 4th <laughs> of July, we were playing. Uh, <laughs> uh, we, ha- we had a new uh, 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 drinking long, game the new activity game that
2: Brad got me for my birthday.
3: Yeah, and it involved throwing a football at a, at a chair and, and getting it in a little basket. It was, it was quite fun. I've seen
4: that online. I was, it invited was to this. really cool.
2: Uh, yeah, you were in the happiest place on earth. Apparently, not being as happy as you could have been here, throwing a ball at a chair. Church. Yeah. I yeah. look forward to this. <laughs> yeah, you
1: you were invited and said you couldn't go because you're in Disneyland. Yeah, the show. last time I was randomly invited to Nate Monroe's house with Brad Franka was there was Beersby, and it's the greatest game of my life. Oh, so
3: this is this is a Beersby adjacent game, and I had a a, a couple beers, and then Zach and I somehow. We had mixed up. I said, I'm going to have two Karates. You know, you go two Karates, and you're good to go. Brad had a couple nine Karates. Well, <laughs> I, my, my, I go and pour a, uh, a nice <laughs> Dust Bowl taco truck lager, and then all of a sudden somehow beers get switched around. I think Zach took my beer, and he thought it was his, and so I'm like, I guess i got to go get another beer. And got himself another Karate. I completely forgot <laughs> and somehow poured myself a third Karate, and then, yeah, from that point.
0: No, this is what happened. Brad was then – a little he was he was pretty good but he, there was a couple stumbles a couple of uh, forgetting words and then he started referring to himself as why are we letting Mr. Karate do this why is Mr. Karate doing? Uh, Mr. Karate shouldn't be doing this he referred to himself in the third person as, as Mr. As Ka- Mr. Karate <laughs> yeah
3: I didn't want was, to keep the rules or the score I was like why He's am like, like, I the one in are are charge of the score Mr. Karate keep score huh? <laughs> we also uh,
2: I think we went outside the rules and allowed for some blocking downfield and that that was fun, too, so you're on oh, like Dude, dude
3: inter- interception returns is the best thing about this game. <laughs>
2: so
0: this is the game, dude. that We're like 60 feet from each other. You throw the football, it bounces, and the other team can intercept it, and then they can run it back. So Brad intercepts the ball, and then Nate, with, it, with Nate as his lead blocker, and me and little Nick, <laughs> me and little Nicky over here have to go and – and get them and Nate is just running full speed right? dude fast too he's fast and right,
2: oh I'm dude like Nate's blocking Brad's coming around <laughs> doing jukes
0: doing karate
2: moves and shit it was wild
1: <laughs> things were moving this fast. is exactly what we need to protect
2: the kids <laughs> it's good time, man. Yeah, more lawn games um so I'm. Uh, I, I, what do you? Did you already say what you're drinking, Scott? Um,
4: yeah. I'm drinking uh, the taco truck out of the. Uh, yeah, we reload. We we, we've
2: been it. having. We had Blaker Brewing uh, brew on beer for on tap for a while. We jumped back temporarily to our local Turlock, California dust Bowl. We got some taco truck uh, lager. I do have a BBK in my fridge, though. Do you do a BBK P- IPA? That, that's still. Uh, that might still come back one of these days. Maybe we should see they'll do it for the one year anniversary coming up.
0: Can mm-hmm. I say that I don't know that's when this is going to come out, but uh, at the time of this recording, we just hit ten thousand. Just uh, hit ten thousand. Ten thousand listens, dude. Yeah, so yeah we kind of soft pedal it, but yeah, ten thousand yeah. listens. And those are individual people too. Ten thousand people,
2: people, people listens. Yeah, people, not, peoples. Ten well, I mean, thousand people. Like five people that listen. That listened a lot. Then, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um. But like, yeah, ten thousand is pretty cool. Dude, that's amazing. That's
1: a bigger yeah. number yeah it's a bigger number to talk about you guys real quick too and you might have to edit this i don't know but Uh, When you guys first came up with this podcast, right, it was really hard for me. I tried to listen to it, and it was super hard because I wanted to be in the conversation. Like these are my friends. Why am I not allowed to talk right now? Hard to listen with your dick that hard. No, No, it's hard
3: to listen because it was shit. No, I
1: I loved it, and I just I couldn't talk, so it was like really awkward for me. And I was like, well, I'll just go do the real thing. Like, why am I listening? And I can't even talk back or anything. But then, like, we got our lives got busy. I saw you guys less. And then when I finally need to switch occupations, got on the tractor, I was able to, like, put some time in, like, marathon this. I was like, this is great. I'm back with my friends again. I don't (laughs) care if I can talk anymore. This is perfect. Anyway, but then I kind of went south because when I started listening to the episodes and you had so many guest speakers on, I'm like, man, the only time I can come on this pod is from my experience as an altar boy who almost (laughs) got my best. (laughs)
3: You gotta have a story, that's buddy. That's how
2: low I hey, am right rel- now. You picked the movie, so <laughs> yeah, that's fair. That you hot did, spot. You did pick you hot, spot. hot spot. Hot spot. Got yeah, shot. It's your own self. It's your own self. Uh, you know, sort of a little bit of self therapy here. I think as well. Spotlight. Spotlight. I mean. uh, can, it is. I'm sorry. Can we also? I also want to this a little bit on on point. But so Justin and I have been friends a long time. But before we were friends, I was his babysitter. Um and I and I'm wow convinced. dating. Can himself. we have a confessional? Yeah, so yeah, so okay. I was gonna say and I you know, so I was in charge of him as a young boy. Um in fact probably around the time that Father O'Grady was also in charge. <laughs> <laughs> and Christ. and I babysat him for a week, he and his younger brothers, and I was not asked back. Now I'm not saying I was fired. <laughs> not enough tickling. Um, and there and there was no there was no tickling or anything else involved. What it was was I believe that I fed him too many pieces of uh, cinnamon toast. Oh, every man. morning would open with like a pan have. of just cinnamon sugar toast, and I think we went through like four or five <laughs> loaves of bread, bread like a day for a week. We had a great time. Was Sports a lot of every bread. day, different activities. Cinnamon sugar bread. Nate let it Nate, right. us Can do we whatever wine? we wanted. Can we rewind <laughs> right
0: now? Your parents left for
2: a week. I know, and we're like high school. <laughs> Nate, just come over to uh, the house. <laughs> <laughs> they, yeah, they, my it, God, it wasn't like overnights. But oh no, no, it was like the work day. So, oh. Yeah, yeah. So I just put, I just organized like sporting events and made made him. So you were part. a manny. I was a manny. I got you. Yeah, the was, greatest it was like, manny. It was, like, it was like Nate's day camp.
1: Uh, <laughs> Nate's literally like three and a half years older
3: than me. Totally. You had no respect. You're like
1: fuck you. Yeah, highly questionable.
3: <laughs> I could beat your ass right now.
2: Uh, <laughs> that's uh, true. You guys are <laughs> That's so fun. Uh, all right. So that's that's drinking with the Justin. Um, Justin, you can hang around for a little uh, snag shag for it with us? Love to, yes. All right, great. We'll see you back in a minute. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Welcome to the Snapple Market Auditory Experience. Close your eyes. Imagine you're walking into your neighborhood store. You make your way to the back and reach for your favorite Snapple flavor. You can't wait. You take a sip. Whoa, that's a lot of flavor. Mmm. What flavor are you holding? Now, open your eyes and check out snapple.com to find ridiculously flavorful snapple near you.
3: All right. Uh, <laughs> you Wait, you already hit the button first. Yeah, I hit the button. What is thumbs is up a stumble. Is it a one
4: night stand? Do <laughs> hit it with a shovel or take it home to mom and dad? It's like, fuck, marry or kill. It's Jack stack Body Bag.
3: God, I love that jingle. I was um, waiting for you to promo it. i would be
2: like, hey, we're in what are we on? No, man, we just I oh, we went straight to the jingle. Right, straight to the so, jingle. So uh we're snagging, shagging, and body bagging. Uh, I always say it in the wrong order. It's shag, snag, body bag. Best part of that jingle is the way that Scott enunciates fuck. It's like, fuck, fuck, marry or kill. It's fucking hard. Great. K. It's a hard K. <laughs> uh, okay, so uh, we're going to start out shagging. And since uh, you're a guest here at Baz Video Kingdom, Justin, what, do you, what are you going to shag? What do you like? What do you, what do you love from that movie with a passion but burns bright and hot and burns out quickly?
1: Okay, so my response here is very general. I, I'm going to shag the making of the movie in general because this whole thing is, you know, it's Spotlight. It's Boston Globe. It came out in a newspaper and several articles came out, right? And then they made the movie. So now just millions more people are going to see this scandal. I love the fact that they took that on and how factual the movie was at the same time Mm -hmm. that's what i'm shagging
3: like it yeah i appreciate that they didn't have to they didn't have to make make up anything they just went with the facts and and really delivered a great movie uh my shag's pretty much related to that i my shag is just taking down pieces of shit if you've got a movie where some really just easy to root against person is getting taken down or institution or organization is getting taken down i'm all for it and in this movie uh, uh, it's, it's some very evil motherfuckers getting taken down and, and I enjoy the hell out of it when, when we don't like, like we said earlier, you don't get to see, get them, their comeuppance, but, uh, you do know that at least, at least it was made aware and, and that hopefully some changes have been made.
4: Well, the biggest thing about about it is people got to get the story out there and people had, had a voice finally. That was what they wanted. Yeah. Yeah. They, they just, people just wanted them to at least hear it, you know, and start the dialogue. And so... Um, yeah, I think I agree with that. Uh, my shag is movies that make you feel, you know, it's, it's fucked up, but it, I mean, I was at the end of this movie. I just, it was just a really weird feeling. I was like, I was emotional, but I respected the hell out of the movie that the accuracy, the performances. And I just felt this, I love a good film that makes you actually feel something. It's pretty rare. You know, a lot of times, you know, with all the Marvel movies, which I love, but this is a completely different feeling. Yeah. You know, it's like you respect it. Same way with the movie Seven yeah. so many years ago. As gnarly as that movie was, I walked out of the movie going, holy shit, that made me feel something. And I yeah. just, I, I dig that.
0: It's a great take. I'm shagging <laughs> kind of the... the the juxtaposition, I guess, would be the word. I don't know what it is, but the, the feeling that all of these reporters have when the biggest story of their entire lives, or so they thought, is the spotlight story that they're doing on these Catholic priests— and then nine eleven happens and they're just caught in this like whirlwind of, oh, my God, this is now now this is the biggest story that's ever happened. And we've got to put all this stuff on the back burner. But we still want to tell this, tell this story and get this stuff out there. But there's no yeah. way we can't. You know, immediately move into this other thing, which I thought was really cool. And I, and, and, and I hope that that was, you know, I didn't do enough research to know, but I hope that that was like true, like the way that they, they kind of, the kind of their feelings and their mixed feelings about that going forward through the film. I thought was, I thought was pretty cool.
3: Did you, did you already shag, Brad? What did you shag? We all did. I shagged taking down pieces of shit oh, for breakfast. What? You eat pieces of shit for breakfast. <laughs> you take down pieces of shit <laughs> for breakfast?
2: Uh, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to shag the intersection of uh, Liv Schreiber and Marty, who plays Marty Baron. So so I I both love the way he's... I mean, Liv Schreiber is phenomenal in this, Dude. and the portrayal of the character is great. But I think he's also working with great source material. Marty Baron's, an, like, you know, I think... Is actually a very interesting character, and uh I, again, I, like I said, I mean, I, I'm I'm just the the level headedness of uh, you know makes him a little understated and 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 sort of in some ways he fades uh, as the hero of the story, but there's a sense in which he's the hero. You know, this none of this happens without him. Yeah, um, and so I love the I love the Marty Baron character.
1: It, it, I just second that real quick. I love that guy too, and I love the fact that he wanted directly to take down the system mm-hmm. yeah. that, that was so big and to have somebody in power you know towards the top in their profession
0: to say no this is what we're going to do we're taking down the system we're not going to take yeah. a case you yes. have the vision to have the vision exactly the foresight to say like no this is bigger than one priest well, or two priests because he
4: went. knew it would get buried in metro like it did already which camp mm-hmm. comes out later in the film it's like right with the, with the 20 you know victims it's like it got fucking buried and he's like no dude this is bigger. That's the story.
1: And how many times in life do you see something happen and you're like, okay, we can stop that, but it's not going to stop until you yeah. look at the overall system. And totally. like, we have to change that system.
0: And, and to, to, to piggyback that, I mean, Nate stepped right on my, uh, my snag, which was going to be handsome Seth Rogen which is Lee Schreiber in this one. He looks <laughs> he looks so much like if if Seth Rogen like went and worked out and like had a full head of hair and uh they, I mean they they could be brothers and god damn he is good. I really just I really love him. That that was that was my snag. Oh, sure. That dude that is ver-
3: a, versatile. He's been in so many like different weird dude, that, roles That Showtime
0: enough. show that he was on uh uh Roy, Roy Ray Donovan. Ray, Ray, Ray Donovan, Donovan, yeah. Fucking wild shit.
4: Do you, you ever see the movie Goon?
2: Goon, he's awesome. Oh, he's crazy. Like the yeah. Bob
4: Probert type guy, oh, yeah.
2: Yeah, H- sure.
3: hockey
4: thug. That's a great
2: film. Yeah he's, yeah, he's he's versatile and kind of like a little bit of a, a sleeper. Like he's well, like Mixed actor, Nuts. He
3: guy. was like, wasn't he like a, a, a crossdresser in, in Mixed Nuts? Like, I mean, that was like one of his first major roles.
2: Dang, that's again deep.
3: That's a deep cut. That's deep IMDb right there, buddy. Yeah. Uh all right. Brad, what are you gonna what are you gonna
2: sh- snag?
3: Wait, wait, wait. There was a cross dressing movie called Mixed Nuts? No, the Mixed Nuts <laughs> is a Christmas movie that my wife watches every Christmas, but he's uh Steve Martin's a psychiatrist and one of his his uh uh I was gonna say customers, but one of his clients is uh Leave Schreiber and he's he's a cross dresser and so he's like in women's clothing the entire time, really? Like makeup.
0: Yeah, dude. That's I can't picture that at all. That was that's like one of wild. his first roles. Yeah, I love that.
3: All right. So uh, my snag is is just Michael Keaton, and Michael Keaton. I, I there's very few times I've seen him on screen where I haven't just been like, man, I just love that guy. He's just a great actor. He's always entertaining. He can play like the the happy-go-lucky guy. He can play Beetlejuice. He can play a very serious, like contemplative role like this one and. I, I always enjoyed Michael Keaton. I'm Batman. He's been Batman. He was the first gloomy Batman, which was uh, I think he did an amazing job. I I think he gets uh, kind of a uh, uh, underrated. I mean, he was the first Batman besides Adam West. So it's my uh, favorite Batman movie. Yeah.
4: I, I see some respect for for his Batman.
3: Yeah. You know, oh yeah.
4: Uh, on the interwebs that I surf. He's All good. right.
3: Well, that's good. <laughs> I I hope so. I will say I I'm, I'm not a Bostonian, so. Any of the accents that were portrayed here, I don't know how great they were. Um, I'm gonna.
4: I thought they did a pretty good job, and the fact. I'm that, saying yeah, for, yeah, from my
3: perspective, was like okay, maybe it's not great. Maybe Bostonians are like, God, these fuckers suck. Right.
4: But. Yeah, and I, I like the fact that um, you know they had the part where uh, Rachel McAdams didn't have accent at all, and she said that she's from Ohio originally. Right. And so they kind of explained why she doesn't have one rather than her just not having an accent. And it yep. wasn't
0: just because it would automatically make her less attractive if she had a crazy boxing, Boston accent. <laughs> so
1: I'm going to snag the sources that journalists came up with. And I'm doing a disservice by not knowing their name, but one in particular had a metric system, the 6% of priests. That it was the, the guy that had written type. the book. <laughs> yeah. Okay, yeah. so the fact that he put math to this and how accurate he was behind it I mean he was spot on. It actually ended up being way more in the end. But when they were doing their their he research You
0: said it was gonna be ninety and they came it out to eighty seven. Yeah. Yeah. That's, How spot on is that? That just blew
1: my mind. I, I had chills
2: during that whole time.
4: Did you guys know who that boy is it's just his voice? It's Did
2: Richard you... Jenkins.
4: I, I, I don't know if I wrote it down, but it's it's uh, the the dad and stepbrothers.
3: Yeah. Oh ah. really?
4: <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I, I heard it and I was like Dude, is that, we, we couldn't remember
3: those? his name on 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 the uh, uh, the the draft last week. So
4: okay, yeah, I um, think I think I think I'm right about that. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna snag like I think you know Zach mentioned it earlier. Mark Ruffalo, I've I've never been a fan either, and you know it's like a, the the movie Now You See Me is some of the worst acting I think I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> I love those movies. I love the movie, but he is, he gives nothing like in that whole, he's just like, he has no no range at all. Um, I, there's certain films that I do like him, but, um, I've just never been a fan of his. He was great in this and I just really love it. Um, another weird little thing I wanted to to point out because I don't know where else I would. Um, Jamie Sheridan, who was the, his source at the end, the the guy that kind of represented and covered up his golfing buddy.
5: Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. yeah.
4: So the, he's that great. Guy. Yeah, so he was. I was the whole time. I was like, "How do I know this guy? Where have I seen him?" It was the movie uh, "Life is a House."
5: Oh
0: yeah, yeah. He,
4: he was the hu- the new husband.
0: Yeah. That oh. So that's a good movie.
4: But what was funny was I was when I was looking it up, how what, trying to find out where he was from. His description on IMDb literally starts like this: virile, fair-haired, set-jawed actor. <laughs>
0: <laughs> virile, huh?
4: Virile. Fair-haired, set jawed. So, anyway,
2: I like how, I like white hair as fair-haired. <laughs> yeah. um, nice. completely white hair. Yeah. So, so I, I'm here. I'm going to snag uh, the you know the press earning its spot in the First Amendment. Uh, I mean, again, like I I I have a lot of I interact with press you know in my day to day life occasionally reporters. And I often find myself like a little off put by it. And I, and, and I certainly find myself off put by the way that a lot of journalism is gone, but I still remember, right? Like there's a reason that press is protected and whatever shit they do and whatever sort of like it morphs into this is why, right? Like there's a role for them to protect people kind of being themselves. And occasionally it's irritating, but you know, it's the kind of irritating that's important. And so you know, like I said, you know, I think Brad kind of nailed it, right. It's, they're the heroes of the story and, and you feel real good about the fact that they're around, you know, at the end of this one.
3: Well, that it's funny. I, my, my body bag was going to be, uh, uh, the first amendment or just the bill of rights in general. Um, just with, (laughs) just with things that are going on today. It's like, it's so wild that we had this thing that was written, uh, you know, almost 250 years ago that, that, with with very little description, and we use it to try to like decide all these things about internet and stuff like that. So my actual body bag is is going to be just the internet, which is funny because just a little bit ago off the air, uh, I was told that I am uh, what was what was the I mean, statement? You're
2: better at the internet than anyone else. I know.
3: <laughs> better at the <laughs> internet, but my body bag here is the internet, and, and, and my, my specific reason for this is that when you watch a movie like Spotlight, you see real journalists doing their job and, and having the 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 timing to do their job uh, uh the the it's not rushed to as fast as we can get it out and get it and, and use some clickbait and they we, we talked about earlier how it's just this intersection of, of about early 2000s of when newspaper are starting to realize uh-oh we're fucked there's 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 something coming out here that that if we don't figure out how to use it. We're, we're, we're going to be dinosaurs. Well, all
2: the president's men, right. You know, is, is based on events that happen basically um, 25 to 30 years, 30, almost 30 years before the, the events of spotlight. And they're very similar movies. In fact, spotlight owes a lot I think to like the pacing right. the feel of it is a lot like all the president's men, which of course, you know, d- details Woodward and Bernstein, you know, uh, uncovering the Watergate scandal. And or, or blowing it up. And it's funny because in some ways, right, like those two movies exist in the, and, and the reporters behave in very similar ways, right? In terms of their standards, in terms of their operation, in terms, you know, it's almost the last moment, right? Like, the, you know, you go 25 or 30 years and that pretty much stays intact. And if you made a movie about similar events five years later... He probably is not believable as being of similar in this way, and certainly not ten years later.
3: Right, and and my my point about the internet is just the fact that I I've seen that one of the biggest defeats in with the internet is that it is defeated kind of legit journalism, and and it's it's trying. I mean, there's they're still trying to figure it out, but I mean, it's still kind of the wild wild west of how does journalism look in the in the era of social media and of of twitter and things like that just being first is more important than being accurate right which is scary it just and and it's it's led to a a lot of fake news it's led to a lot of 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 just misinformation just 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 drifting out there on a day-to-day basis 24 7 Mm -hmm. oh i'm not saying any side yeah Yeah, i'm saying just just misinformation in general can get out so fast Just creates a
2: lot of mistrust so that now all of a sudden you don't know where to go and what what, will you know so then the you know it's it's the it's the press that cried wolf right like Exactly. If, if you know, if half the time, you know, or if a certain percentage of the time, they're they're just wrong when they're right you don't know it and you don't trust it
3: well i just saw that cnn for example is they're going to stop using breaking news as much because they had just basically abused it to the, the point of like breaking news breaking news breaking news it's the like sun no not has everything risen. Is, the sun has risen yeah not everything is fucking breaking news but 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 ultimately my concern is is with media especially local media. i mean boston obviously is a big city but they were talking about how the boston globe feels like a small, small newspaper because it's like almost like it's a community newspaper and the idea that uh uh when i look at communities that, that i live in now and i know that some of the folks that in these communities are no longer getting a local newspaper or uh, or even from real reporters they're getting it from all over the internet uh or they're going to very uh, uh niche like Facebook groups That's that are ca- calling is. themselves news, right. but they uh, they they admit they have agendas. They admit that they're not going to be uh, being fair and balanced or anything. And so it's it's just it's warping people's minds, and it's 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 we're seeing a lot of effects of it now, and it, it really scares me.
0: Ninety percent of people are getting a hundred percent of their news from <laughs> Facebook, Twitter, you know, whatever it is, Instagram. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And 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 not realizing that that experience that they're having is sort of curated by themselves. You know what I mean? They're they're seeing things that they, whether they know it or not, that the 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 logarith- logarithm thinks they want to see, right?
3: Well they mentioned the 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 lack of classified as they talk about classified sales are, are starting to be lost to the internet. That once they start losing their income, they have to start raising their prices. As you raise your prices, you get to a price point where people are just gonna be like, "Oh fuck that." I don't. I mean, I know uh, for a few family members got obituaries, and like they used to be like, "Oh, it's like thirty bucks for a few days," and now it's like, "Oh, we charge a four hundred fifty dollars for like two hours." And it's just like it's like crazy, like how much they charge things now. And so as things start getting more expensive, there's like, I can keep paying for this little shitty newspaper, or I can just go to this little website or this Facebook page and get some of the same news and, oh, this is free? Fuck it, I'm not paying for the the real news anymore.
0: Which in turn kind of shits on all of it because there's no, I mean, you can put anything on there and press publish and yeah. everybody sees it and a certain percentage of people are going to look at that. Not trained journalists, no ethics, yeah.
3: no, no anything. A yeah. certain
0: amount of people are going to see it and think, this is the truth. Yeah. you it's, know, It's, I saw it it's on, scary.
3: I saw it on a thing. It was in print, you know? So, body bag, internet, even though I love you. I'll make up with you tonight. What do you what are you body bagging, Justin? <laughs> so
1: I'm gonna body bag in general when I think of body bag and I think of spotlight, I wanna body bag every person that was involved in the scandal. Like yeah. I wanna body bag the lawyers, the cardinal law, the charitable douchebag. Like, I just want to put them all in a body bag, and, and I want to do terrible things to them before I put them <laughs> in a body bag.
3: No, I mean, this is maybe the one the movie one that we've ever had where the literal, literal body bag... Very clear body bag, yeah. yeah very Agreed. literal body bag. Well, you well, know, this and, and,
1: so I got another body bag moment. I love Michael Keaton. I hated his response at the end. I know it has to stay factual. I know that's what happened, but I wanted it to go Hollywood at that moment when he said, I knew of this. This came across my desk or whatever, the, the 20 kids that had been molested... I wanted more emotion.
3: You need back. more. That's what. Oh, shit. I, I just came up with my alternate ending. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I,
1: I, I needed something there. So I'm body bagging only that scene and his response to that. I, yeah. I needed more there.
0: Okay. Fair
4: enough. Yeah. My body bag's are pretty much the same shit. People in power who take advantage of kids. Oh, and yeah, not, yeah. not just religion, but scouts, athletic doctors, all this shit. Um, they can all fuck right off.
2: Yeah, I was going to body bag all the organizations and uh, in people in those organizations that hide and make it possible for right. for uh, predators and you know to, to abuse kids. I'm, I'm body bagging them.
0: I mean, just at the risk of being a broken record, I mean it has to be just like the targeting of marginalized kids who are already you know down on their luck they have a de- they their their parents have died or whatever it is you know they all these kids that are getting targeted by this whether it's whether it's on purpose or not or that's just because it's easier to target those kids like that's just that's the grossest part to me i mean all of it's gross but the part where it's like oh we're gonna go after these kids Exploit that are already damaged are already down. yeah, yeah right. exactly it's like dude what fuck the them. fuck how evil can you be i also think we should body
1: bag <laughs> I'm getting crazy here, but any church that hasn't made adjustments, like Brad was saying, like, what yeah. is being done now? Yeah. If they don't have some kind of security cameras, uh, if they don't have some kind of protocol put in place, and all their catechisms, I, all, all the communions, uh, any altar boy situation,
2: that needs to happen now. I, I, de- I definitely. This movie makes me feel like I want to be a vigilante for a few days. I'm. A, I feel very <laughs> vigilante. I've, right I've now. got a backhoe. By <laughs> yeah, I'm telling we you, we can man. hide a lot of bodies. Uh. <laughs> Get me the kerosene. All right. (laughs) These Uh, pedophiles grow good almonds. (laughs) (laughs)
5: Wow.
2: All right. So uh, we're on to the the, the, the often forgotten about category of uh, what song do you end the movie with? Streaming recommendations. Oh, we we do that first? (laughs) Yeah, always. We're on to streaming recommendations. (laughs) Uh, What do you all got? Throw them out. I got Delivers
1: from Evil because that's obviously personal to me. And, uh, so, so
0: talk about what it is again. I know we talked about it a little bit earlier, but for delivers from Evil is the what?
1: delivers from Evil is on Father Oliver O'Grady, which was the last priest to go through our ministry in Houston uh, at St. Anthony's Church. So it follows his entire story, but it interviews him throughout the documentary and how much of a sicko he was. Chilling about, shit, right? Talks yeah. about how he prayed. He, he talks He's very about canned. how he prayed on kids very much. And, you know, I, I don't want to give the whole thing away. I just know that... It takes a little bit to get into it, and then it gets real. Yeah, it gets very real halfway through.
3: I got one. Uh, mine is, you know, I mean, when we're, we're thinking about uh, the, the, all this pedophilia with the the, the Catholic Church and, and the priests and stuff, and, and and the hiding being just the, I mean, the the biggest sin of just just hiding all of it and not allowing anybody to be punished for this or changing their ways. Um, pretty much related to that i um, I felt the same way for the long time about college football, and you know I mean all their hiding of of Sorry. of you know You're people getting people. paid yeah. and and all this stuff. So I'm gonna go with the program. I knew it. That was
5: your <laughs> that's your recommendation. It's funny.
4: I, I thought you were going somewhere. And I laughed and I go, oh shit, maybe he's being serious. <laughs> then I felt bad yeah. for a minute, and then okay, good. He's.
3: No, no, no. Yeah. The program, uh, college football and, and all their shenanigans have been going on for for years and years. Of uh, That was based on your dad's steroid scandal, right? <laughs> I think, yeah, they, <laughs> it was definitely it was inspired by. That's what they said. Inspired by. Um, but the program is available on the Who's, which is Hulu and Hoopla. So (laughs) if you've got the who's, you are down for some free programs, some hoo hoo. And uh, yeah, you know, just all the scandals that they hide in that movie from steroids, from drinking problems to uh, uh, test passing and sexual assault and sexual assault. All that stuff is just getting all swept under the bus so they can get some dubs. uh, There's under the bus. What?
2: Just being swept under the bus.
3: Swept under the train tracks they lay down on. No,
0: he lays down the middle of the street. He, lays yeah. the street.
3: He, he stands in front of the train, but then he jumps <laughs> off to the side. It's that's... not under the rug, though.
2: Not swept under the rug. It's I under the bus.
0: Swept under the bus is. I actually wouldn't I think have. I wouldn't couple. have uh, even caught that. I didn't even know where you were going after <laughs> you said it like four times. But <laughs> well, now that, said the, that <laughs> you said it, I you said under <laughs> the rug. I'm like, usually, fuck. That makes a lot more we sense.
2: Throw people under. The bus in order <laughs> yeah, to you throw blame. people in under the rug. You
3: know, deflect
2: blame. But we. He threw me right under the rug. It's
3: a low rider bus. You can't really see under it. So that's. It's, a rider. it's got ground out. effects, <laughs> airbags and shit. <laughs> All right. Uh, Scotch, what do you got?
4: Um, so he, th- this isn't a movie. It's a series. Um, just watching the, the process and the the actual reporting made me think of one of the, the best series that I've seen about a subject like this, um, The
0: Newsroom.
2: I haven't seen it.
4: If you, Oh, my God, dude. It's, it's really good on Apple. so yeah. good. Have you, Brad, have you seen The Newsroom? Uh, it's, uh, it's on it's H- HBO. H- HBO Max. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> HBO Max. Oh. It's HBO, and, and it's like yeah. early 90s? Who, who are the See, actors? It's been around
4: for a while. So it's uh, Jeff Daniels.
2: Yeah. Um, oh, shit. It was on like a... It was Emily pretty, Mortimer. It, it didn't go for long.
4: It was... Yeah, because it, it was only like three or four seasons. Three, it was kind of short Three seasons. or four seasons? Who's yeah. the writer? It's so got Aaron the, Sorkin. Yeah, Aaron yeah. So man. Aaron Sorkin, one of the most amazing screenwriters there is. It's just such an amazing it's so well written the acting is so good and you just you give a shit about every single one of the characters in it and i can't recommend this series enough it's so good
3: speaking of sorkin we didn't we didn't mention starting the pod but josh singer is the one of the writers credited uh, tom mccarthy the director is also one of the the writing credits but josh singer wrote for the west wing and i mean if he had a lot of influence in this movie like seems like he's kind of a an up and coming kind of sorkinish type guy if you look at some of the stuff he's done it's it's like sorkin adjacent so he's kind of got that same vibe something
4: else that's kind of interesting um, so tom mccarthy the director and also what co-wrote this um, co-wrote up that i knew that oh, you, really? you would appreciate brad
0: i like i like how brad just said the guy that wrote the movie that won best picture is up and coming all right so
4: they also they also won the oscar for best screenplay he's sorkin
2: adjacent <laughs>
0: Uh, okay, so uh, the, the immediate movie that I thought of this entire movie and thought that it, it could have been better, and Brad said it best, if uh, Fincher directs this movie, I think it's a better movie. We're going Zodiac because it just the there was a lot of parallels. I thought it was uh, – I thought that Zodiac did a better job of – you know, not that I want to see pedophilia on screen, but I thought that it kind of showed, you know, kind of what they... you know it had some depictions of, uh, of that, what the the, murders, happened, the, the, what the I mean? lakeside scene yeah, is exactly. just still chillingly it, very chilling. And I think that they sort could of. have done a little bit more of that to make this movie even more impactful than it was because it's already super uncomfortable. I think if they don't go super heavy handed and don't go super graphic, I think they could have shown a little bit more, and you would have just been even more repulsed by by some of the stuff going on. So Nate and I
1: talked about this too. I wonder if they didn't do that because it would have pushed people away from watching it, Probably, and which, yeah. which gets me Probably, to the point yeah. where I can't stand when I recommend this movie and people are like, no, I can't watch that.
0: Right. Like, right, right. What, what you're do you like, mean dude, you can't watch yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, Cause they're like, Oh, uh, by watching it, I'm somehow complicit. But I can't think well,
2: about I that. Just, I can't watch that. I, I, like, what I mean, we- I think it gets back to exactly what someone said earlier is, is, you know, it's that, you know, you want to put that wall up because it feels exactly. uncomfortable. And there's something to the idea, you know. On the one hand, I mean, there are, there are people that can't watch it; they really like have trauma, and and this is sort of a problem for them. That's a different thing. But I think you know, people that are like, I can't watch this because I just don't want to think about it. That's fair. Like, you don't want to think about. you know, There's a lot of bad shit in the world. You want to think about all of it, but you know, got to kind of kind of confront this is some of it. This is you know, happening. and and, the, and again, if you're going to pick something to have a sh- give a shit about, you know, hurting kids is a good one. Okay. That's how I feel every time
0: I recommend a scary movie to Nate, and he's like, "I can't watch that."
2: And I'm like, "Come <laughs> scary on, scary things bro. happen." Okay, there are supernatural things. There's around. really ghosts and demons, dog. <laughs> All right, so I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna go with the thought, the true like you know lineage of this movie most close, closely goes back to All the President's Men, yeah, um, where they where Woodward and Bernstein uncover the uh, the uh, Watergate scandal. It's on HBO Max. It's a true classic, but I mean, one of the one of the best movies of of, I mean, maybe one of the best movies of all time, and certainly um, probably the best movie about journalism of all time. If you haven't seen it, and if you like the feel of Spotlight, you are going to really like that one. So HBO Max, it uh, that's a great one. All right,
3: Brad, what what song are we going to play at the end of this movie? What's what do we what do we got <laughs> over there? You know what? There's some times when uh, you you just have to. Sometimes you skip a, a section here and there. And I think tonight we might actually just skip our uh, our, I'm not, our. I, I, I know I, the fans love it, are clamoring for it, but we might just have to skip the uh, the alternate movie song. Hard di- hard disagree. I want. I have one, and I want to. I, want, I have two, and I want to put them out.
2: Oh, okay. I have one. I Go have right
3: one, ahead. I thought two. we were trying to have some. Uh, you know. I don't give a shit. I'm, I'm going. I am I'm going. I'm going uh, full scorched
2: earth. I'm into this right now. Nate's very serious. You First one, this. talking heads burning down the house.
4: Oh. Burning down now the house. Now we're talking. There we go.
2: Just fucking. <laughs> that actually. That, okay, imagine. I that, like that. A imagine lot. that yes. my, this goes right into my alternate ending, which is instead of going to credits, all of a sudden we just rise up above the city burning down the house. and there's all fires the starting all, fire. all over <laughs> the catholic churches are just fucking burning. oh i love that i love how you just so specific about the catholic, catholic churches T- tarantino just tarantino just fucking directed this thing this is this deserves a tarantino director right? i love that. this take so, i love it so yeah it,
4: you, you right. want you
2: want the inglorious bastards version i want inglorious bastards for the catholic priest change i want it i need it we all need it that's not bad okay Okay, that's no so wrong. You, you have one. another song. Okay. I do. Before,
4: okay, because I was gonna piggyback into endings, but do you no. have song? Go ahead.
2: I want. I'm gonna. I'm gonna commission N.W.A. to do a re-release of their long, their absolute hit, and it's going to be "Fuck the Police." I
0: knew you were do. You're gonna do that. Fuck the Police. So
2: good. Reese. So good. <laughs> oh, that's. That's pretty that great. There
3: it goes. See? Yeah, we just, can't, it, uh, it just
2: like, it goes like, the screen goes black, and then like, you don't you get a couple sec beats, like, you're, what's going to happen? And then it's just, fuck the Poe Reese. And then just <laughs> boom, fuck, it goes fuck, into the. Fuck the Paul Reese. Yeah, it just, the <laughs> credits roll. I, I love it. I love dude. that. Uh, those are my songs.
3: Hey, on your alternate ending, I was going to just, a, a little quick piggyback is that mine is that, you know, when he's doing the, they knew, and 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 Ruffalo's getting all excited, all of a sudden, he starts twitching, and all of a sudden he turns he into Hulk. Hulk. <laughs> and now instead of burning down the house, he's just running around to all the Catholic churches, just, just breaking just, stuff, just busting, just through Hulk stained glass smashing windows. all Hulk. this shit. Smash. He's got he's got two priests, he's just whipping them across the ground, just Hulk like, whack, smash. Whack, whack, whack. <laughs> and he's just like going that. just scorched earth on uh. everybody. So there we go.
4: So, you know, we always try to tie in the the amazing. <laughs> Till dawn endings, which so, sometimes spotlight it's a, till dawn. So, Sometimes it's a stretch. Sometimes it works amazing. Not this time, this one fucking needs it, and and, it, it, and, and it'll also it make Zach it. happy because they end up relocating all the priests. Oh. They, they, they get they load them up on bus and they say, "We're going to take go, take you on a mission, and and you guys are
2: going Ooh, to A new assignment,
4: a new assignment. We're going to take you down to Mexico." <laughs> And they drive them right up to the titty twist. Titty twist. Oh, <laughs> yes. And all the priests go in there. We're we're gonna you know convert all these bikers. We're gonna spread the word. And they walk in.
2: It's just and it just. Dude. Fucking the, the door. Vampires, vampire carnage. Instead of, instead of fighting their way out, yep. they just get eaten.
4: They just get eaten and destroyed and shredded. Spotlight till
2: rape dawn. first. That's what I'm I talking I about. want <laughs> them to get raped sp- We <laughs> need the Quentin Tarantino version. So, oh, here, yeah. so no, this so is, issues, we, we can though. we can meld ours right because, like, it comes up. We see the ch- we see the churches burning, yep. and then we cut to the bus in Mexico. Okay, um, so so mine. <laughs> My song. Hang
0: on, hang on, hang on, hang Go on. I, I don't I, like the the, the the traditional vampire <laughs> hunter. Vampire killers are priests. Like that would be the worst scenario ever for all those it, vampires. It, they turn on all these priests
2: coming. I, know, the I guys. did it's think like about Crosses that. No, it's and fu- crucifixes it's fu- and holy no, it's water and shit. Because
3: they get their revenge on the these priests. Yeah, but a priest and 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 he actually shoves his crucifix down one of the vampires' now, yeah. Then yeah, from the yeah, holy and, like, water and stuff. That's what I'm saying. Up. But none
2: of that but, shit happens. But, like, no way. Hey, they take all their like holy water and and crosses. Away oh. before they shoved them okay. in the door. Then I'm in. Then I'm in. Go. Bingo. <laughs> yeah. I the priests.
4: Priest don't right. win, dude. No, 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 well, <laughs> no.
0: If no, you've no, ever no.
2: seen a vampire movie, no. you, you, this I, is a I, different I kind. This is a different kind of spotlight. <laughs> um, okay. <laughs> Fuck the Pope. <post. laughs>
1: Sexy movies. vampire okay. dance. So my my uh, alternative song goes with my alternative ending because we're going into alternative endings right yeah. now too. Oh. Okay. So the song is Hallelujah. And I want pictures of children in the choirs, altar boys. I want confessions. I want repeated pictures as this song is going on. I want to leave a statement at the end of this movie. And then I want it to go dark with no lyrics, just some very dark instrumental music. And I want all the pictures of all of these fuckers in there displayed with names, lawyers,
0: and locations.
1: cardinal law, <laughs> yeah. locations. Yeah. yeah, I want addresses. all of it, and I
2: wanted to end like that. Oh, I love that! Like blow them up, like yes. yeah. Here, here. If you are looking for people to send hate mail and their, their address, here you go. Yeah. But oh.
1: first, you show the kids the pictures, not the, the victims, just no, kids no. in general yeah. with the
2: song, and, and then you and, and then you send all the you show here is all the perpetrators go out. Yes. At
3: oh, um, I love it. I mean, I am in. On a serious note, that probably like would have opened them up to like possibly like. Lawsuits and shit. Like, I mean, I'm thinking yeah. like they throw up some stats, like <laughs> how many like they like. And I'm not trying to be funny about it. I'm just saying like like they have like uh, allegedly like 43 victims or something oh, like yeah. that. Totally. Where it's just like,
0: but not Leonard Cohen stopped by then, right? Like Hallelujah is done. Wait, was he doing Jeff
3: Leonard... Buckley or the Leonard Cohen version? Got to be Cohen,
0: right? Well, I think Cohen's it. is the darker. There's yeah. seven thousand yeah. versions of that song. It's yeah. a great song. <laughs> But Pick I think one. I think Hallelujah ends, and then like you said, it goes into like the hereditary music, and then the yes. the the faces yes. start coming up with the victim
2: uh, I think we I think we've got our we've, I think we've got a lot of good uh, material for alternate endings. Wow. Anybody else? My alternate ending is is
0: similar to everyone else's alternate ending. I I want I want some at least I want a, a little bit of vengeance. song, and I want some people getting arrested. I want some people like you know taking a shit and then all of a sudden the police kick their door in and they just you see the panic on their face you don't have to see them getting arrested you see like the panic on their face like oh shit i'm about to get arrested uh anyways yeah that's what i want i want i want a lot of scenes i want a lot of scenes of terror on people's faces who think they're real comfy and think that they're above the law and then all of a sudden they're fucking scared that's what i want
2: yeah I, i i'll end this i guess just by saying like there's a there the older i get the more like i see a lot of gray in the world right i have a harder time seeing like those black and white lines um and sometimes i'm envious of people that, that hold on to some of that like those harder lines but man when i watch this movie i don't see any gray like i am right it's a it's a and, and, and you know i i mean that both about the story and the movie like it does a really good job of being like okay like let's 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 make sure we're clear about the issues here. Let's clear about what's going on. So you know, it's it's a really well made movie. It's a super you know great cast. The acting is really good. But this and the story behind it is so compelling. And I think you know I get get what Justin's saying here, right? Like in some ways, you know, if you can handle it, if you don't have you know particular trauma, you kind of owe it. You owe it to those kids to 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 watch it and kind of think a little bit about it and maybe think about how to. You know, how to not be complacent if you see an opportunity to support change in a system that could put kids at risk in that way. Right. Like, you know, and like, you know, Scott has made the point a couple times. Right. It's not just the you know, Catholic Church. Um it's Boy Scouts that recently, right in recent memory and in, in proximity. It's other churches. It's the Catholic church. You know, in addition to Catholic churches, other churches. It's Boy Scouts. It's athletics of all levels. It's football programs. It's you know universities. There's just a lot of places that shows up, and so if it's happening like that, you know, like it deserves some attention, and and it's a Fucking problem that is worthy of trying to solve if there's anyone. Uh, so, anyway, check the
3: movie out and thanks for listening. That was uh,
2: Justin. Thanks for coming on, dude. Yeah, thanks, guys. appreciate you, man. Appreciate
3: you guys. Like loved to, it. I'd like to say, just, and this is kind of related to my whole problem with with the internet, social media, and, and just even having a podcast. Is like here at the end, I'd like just to say, you know, like I don't think any of us have any problem with somebody having uh, uh, being spiritual, having their own uh, religious views and things like that. No, definitely. We're definitely. Looking at the the institutions and, and the, the people that allowed some of this terrible stuff to happen. I mean that's right. that's that's who our wrath is is geared towards. If you have a relationship, uh, a spiritual relationship with with whatever, I mean that's that's your business and that's great. And I don't think we're trying to to uh, attack anybody's religious views or, or personal views at all.
0: If you have a religion where it's okay to fuck with little kids, then fuck your the, religion. Right. But I don't think you know these are outliers in this religion. And yes, it was you know overlooked by the by the people above but i think that a majority of people in catholicism in particular are you know they're good people trying to trying to be good totally and, and and i have zero beef with them and i th- i think that and i hope that those people would look at these actions by the people higher up in their church and be like that's despicable and that's not that doesn't represent me as a catholic you know what i mean so
3: i don't know and, and like I'm saying, with, with having a podcast, we're putting this at the very end. And there might be some people who've listened and shut us off and <laughs> turned it off because they're like, oh, well, I'm not listening to this. I'm, These guys. The people that need to hear this have already turned it off. <laughs> 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 true statement. True statement. Uh, right.
2: Okay. So uh, next week we are, we're, we're following on our uh, spotlight uh, journey with uh, a draft of the most memorable movie reporters. So jump in with us for that one and we'll see you then. Bye-bye.